In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, weekend edition. Don't usually do this, but I wasn't, uh, didn't have one for you on Friday because I felt like shit. Um, but this is going to make up for that. This is a two plus hour summer house recap. We go everywhere. I mean, really, I was so passionate. Um, I was so passionate about this. Um, so there was so many things to talk about. I thought it was going to be an hour. It turned out to be two plus hours with my co-host, Emily Clayton. Uh, usually we put these up on Patreon. I said I was going to put this one up on the main feed. Part two will only be on the Patreon. Will only be on the Patreon. I think this is a really great recap. I think there's a lot of laughs to be had. We talk about a lot of serious things as well in terms of the show. So please sit back, enjoy Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm feeling better after the second vaccine finally, so I'm very thrilled about that. And I will be back on Monday with Sophie Ross, who I cannot wait to hear Sophie's opinions on all of this as well. Here is my Summer House recap with Emily Clayton. Welcome, everybody, to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. uh, We're coming at you a little bit earlier than usual with the Summer House reunion part one recap uh with my co-host emily clayton emily how are you are you uh still enraged from the other night like i am (laughs) yes i know i just watched it again that's how mad i wanted to be about it well i needed five more minutes and i need to (laughs) finishing it up i want to start this by because i know there was one uh one lady on the patreon that i was talking with that she i don't think she meant us necessarily but she was so tired of the hannah hate and I, I, you know, it's like, I liked her opinion and she had a really great opinion on one aspect of, she was like, there needs to be a female producer on the staff. And if there isn't, I think that is a great idea. Um, yeah. but I don't know, like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty savvy viewer of these shows and just right off the bat, I got to tell you, I thought so much about this Hannah stuff, but it really falls in line kind of what I see out there. I talk about a lot of just nobody ever being able to take responsibility for a bad summer of their life or a bad, (laughs) a bad piece of their life. Like we all fuck up for months at a time. Like I've had years that were bad that I was like, what the hell was I thinking? It's okay to be wrong. But like, I feel like, are we that vast, like in different differences of opinion that like 
we can't all agree that like she did a lot of shitty things. And I'm even I I'm also saying like Luke is a fuckboy. Oh my god, yes. But can we not I mean it just seems like there was a lot of shit. If I don't think they were all ganging up on her. I just think they were all they're all really good friends with each other that like see that their friends got knocked down by this girl over the season. Yeah, and this is probably the first time I assume they've all really interacted with her since the summer. Well, so it's that, like really the only their first time to like kind of air this dirty laundry. That's what I wanted to bring up to you is that I, I was really thinking about this and I was, you know, even thinking about their social media posts is that the majority of this crew, they really are they're weekend friends. They're hanging out on the weekends regardless of this show. And and I want to just let everybody the people that take reality shows super personal and can't, you know, and I do that myself sometimes, but think about it. Think yeah. about you go on a friend with all you go on a show with all of your real friends. These are real friends. And then your real friend gets kind of like steamrolled or painted in a certain way. You're going to stick up for your friend. Like I I I don't see why it like that's not ganging up. That's like I I, I don't know. Like I've been in situations like that's that. That's just a natural reaction. Well, yeah, if you're treated like shit by somebody or if you see like even Danielle in this reunion was like, hey, I'm holding my tongue on the way you hold uh, treat Amanda. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're not a good friend to her. And I don't know why anybody would argue with that that point. She has not been a great friend to Amanda when Amanda is always the one making sure Hannah's okay, making sure like holding Hannah's hand. Like Amanda does that out of the, I don't think like Amanda to me is like a pretty basic in the sense of she's a basically nice person, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it, it's hard because it kind of sucks that I feel like her friends stand up to her, to Hannah more than she does. So I think that's why Hannah kind of has that ammo of like, well, Amanda's never said that to me about being a shitty friend, but even <laughs> though she really is, it's just like Danielle and Lindsay and everybody else telling her you're a shitty friend to Amanda versus I wish Amanda would, you know, grow the cojones to, to tell yeah. that to. Well, I mean, but we all have friends in our lives that yeah, are the so. meek one. I've been the meek one yeah. in friendships before, but What's so funny is that Paige, you know, is then put into that position again of having to stand up for H Hannah. And she even says in the reunion, well, come on, she's not a bad person, you guys. But then again, Paige right then is sticking up for her friend, just like the other people are sticking up for their friends. But I also don't believe in a villain edit. I don't believe in a villain edit. I believe that the shows ultimately pick a villain, but I don't think they're going into the season with let's destroy Hannah this season. I think they see what is happening and they piece that together in a cohesive story. I don't think they painted Luke in a good light either until the very end. No, agreed. And I think he kind of had not even a redemption story. No, a good line either, but he's, you know, redeemed or held to a higher esteem and, you know, the Bravo public eye than, Hannah is well, Luke even though is, they both maybe didn't get the best quote unquote edit. This is why it's unfair for reality shows is that Luke will always be forgiven by most women because he's hot. And I know that might be, he a looks so handsome. I'm, I, yeah, I, I, well, no, seriously, that might be, a, blood suit. that might be a controversial statement, but I believe it. I believe the people that are extremely good looking get forgiven easier and get things a little bit easier than the rest of us. Not you, Emily, you're gorgeous, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I just feel like that's part of it. And also with Luke is 
I feel like he only looks good by default. If you put him in a in a house without Hannah, he'd probably look really shitty. But he's going up against Hannah, and Hannah just looks horrible and has done all of these things, even regardless of Luke. And I'm sorry, I'm already fired up. We didn't even get to really talk about anything personal, so I'm just already jumping into it. But it really, well, I I'm thought glad you're about feeling it. Better, you're back post second. Well, vax, well, so that's the the second vaccine. You did not miss a beat. <laughs> Well, the second vaccine happened on Thursday, and this was Thursday night. And I was, I got, a, I, I was pretty hallucinatory during the summer house reunion when I first watched it, and then I watched it again, of course, to take notes. And uh, I got even angrier because then I went on Hannah's social media and just the whole painting of, I, you know, I was listening to all the podcast interviews and her painting herself of like you know, the villain edit and how everybody wants to bag on her, but it makes the show good, which in some ways is completely true about making the show good. But then she also, I mean, it just, she dishes it out. It out. The, the fact that she's looking now for some sort of sympathy to me is troubling because she, even just in terms of her social media, now it's been proven like she's, she steals most of her tweets. She steals most of her funny bits. Like it, it's one of those pattern comedian people yeah, and she's I, almost like fuck Jerry. Do you remember like yeah, a few oh, years totally, ago when yeah. that like blew up? Or uh, was, who like, was the uh, what was the the uh, fat Jew? Was his name? Oh yeah, the fat Jewish. Yeah, yeah. fat Jewish. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, I really liked Hannah last season. I liked Hannah the first season. I didn't like Hannah this season. Will you remind me how she was the quote unquote friend of? Was it Jordan and Jules? Yeah, yeah, she was right. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, who was the one who kind of brought her to the house? Jor- yeah, so, like, she came in with Jordan and Paige, and she was Jordan. Jordan and her were friends. That's why when anything wacky would happen with Jordan, she'd be like, I don't know, I know, you know, I know it looks a little weird, but he's a good guy, and, you know. But the thing is, I'm also, like, I feel this is what a lot of reality star viewers have to, like, make peace with in their mind, is that I'm even willing, I, I am willing to... Let bygones be bygones and have Hannah for another season, even though this has no, uh, my thoughts on the matter have no bearing at all in anything, but like, no, I'm very interested to see if one, they'll ask her back. And then if so, will she say yes? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, at this point, I think the exposure is great, but you want the good kind of exposure. Just yesterday, she was dropped by a mental health um, I think, uh, on yeah, better help, better health. Like, uh, well, you know, she, they stopped sponsoring her show because she was poking fun at Luke's, um, you know, suicide attempt in a podcast that has since been deleted, but you know, the internet remembers everything. So clips are floating yeah. around and here they're all I, over Twitter. And I have Instagram too. I said this in the podcast this week to Sophie, uh, was that I get podcasting and wanting to say something funny and potentially outrageous. I don't think I would make fun of suicide, but I don't, I, I got to tell you, I've said things that I've like, I didn't even remember. I said, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on some moral high ground in that way, but I do. And I feel like this will come to me at some point. Um, I do think, you know, actions have consequences and potentially I've, I, in fact, I know I've said things that have hurt people before because they have written to me about them. I used to think it was so not funny, but a, a part of my pattern in one of my patterns in jokes would, would be like, if I saw like pearly white teeth on a bachelor contestant, I would say I was having, uh, it, it triggered a seizure in me. Like I would say <laughs> that 
You know, like I thought that was, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, that's fine. You know, because, you know, bright lights and stuff like will cause seizures. And then somebody wrote me that actually is an epileptic and 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 explained that that was kind of hurtful. And and you know what? That made sense to me. And I was appreciative of somebody that took the time to write. It wasn't in a mean way. But I never stopped to think of like, oh, actually, people that do have seizures might not think it's funny that I'm using it as a bit, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you, like, and we've all kind of done that kind of suicide. Just like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself. Yes. If, you know, but this will help everybody, like, check themselves a little bit more. But also, like, the fact that it's a mental health company that dropped her, like, that totally makes sense versus, like, what would be another one that always advertises on podcasts, like, a Think Space or... Um... Yeah, or, yeah, Squarespace or, like, something that has nothing to do with mental health. Yeah. <laughs> then them, like, they have better help had the perfect out, if you will. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know how much money these people make off ads, and obviously Hannah's podcast is much bigger than this podcast. I mean, but it's, it, you know, I mean, I've, you know, I, I've, I... Has she been putting episodes out? You know what? I have not checked. To be honest, I've only I've only listened, listened to one episode of Burning in Hell. I've never listened to Giggly Squad. But they're good at what they do in the sense that they speak to an audience that seems to enjoy them. I just think with that kind of audience, you either have to grow and, and learn to be a little bit more responsible in certain ways, which hopefully she is doing. But that's the whole point of this reunion is that it frustrated me because to me, it seems like she is doing no learning. And that's the part that's frustrating me is that there's no hard look at yourself and going like, yo, I was, you know, even in the Luke one where Luke had to apologize to the whole house and talk about how his dad and mom fight all the time and stuff. And I felt like went deeper than he even had to. I don't feel like Hannah, except for like, I dealt with this and I get triggered and I'm going to cry now. It feels to me. And and this is I hate this because I know people listening probably agree with Hannah and I feel bad. I'm not trying to be mean. I want to clarify this. Like this is an important thing. I treat this really. I, I know this is supposed to be funny, but this is an important thing to me that I, I want to try to be try to make this clear is that I feel like these coming from an acting background to me, these things seem like tactics rather than um, for real emotions in her head, you know, like, even before the reunion started, you know, when she did that funny uh, bit of, like, you know, looking in the mirror, like, you crazy bitch, I love you, you know? like She's very calculated. I think Hannah, sure. but also, I say that as a compliment in certain ways, because being that calculated has led her to the success she's had even away from the show. So I think it's worked for her in so many great ways, and I do not think in any part of my head that she is intentionally evil. I don't know if, I don't think anybody thinks of themselves as evil. I don't, I don't think of it that deep. I just think she's obviously going through something and I just wish that she would admit that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like admitting that is almost would be so strong and so cool. It'd be the coolest, Emily. It'd be so cool. It'd be (laughs) radical. Versus of like, you know, like I'm this independent woman who's strong all the time. It's like, no, no one is. Yeah. I, but I, we all can admit, like I was having a shit day and I erupted on my best friend or on my parents or whatever. Well, I just not willing to admit that then. I don't know. (laughs) I I've seen, I mean, I, I, 
Because I went to her, you know, Instagram and was looking at her posts and all the comments beneath it. And of course, on your posts, usually you're going to get mainly positive comments. So I also feel there's a possible that she's in a yes vacuum where she is in a vacuum of people that are saying, you go, girl, girl, boss, everybody else's problem. You're the real. And it's like that is a small, small portion of this audience. I think it is very much tethered to the other people side. People are actually watching the show. Yeah, well, yeah. I think H- Hannah Versus is a just very like clip. yes. Hannah's a very likable person, and I think you like Hannah if you speak to her directly. I just think if you watch the show, you're going to not like Hannah and think, "Wow, there's a lot going on there." And she is. I, I want to, and I just the way I would say this about Kyle, she is a drama queen. It is always, and and Danielle points this out during the reunion, she is the one causing most of her problems. She is in her own way (laughs) a thousand percent. And I get standing up for somebody when they're in the doghouse or how people see it, but it just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much clearer it can be shown that somebody is potentially putting people in damaging situations, including herself. And you see from every... The thing that my biggest complaint about reality shows is that they're not real. The thing that I love about Summer House is that you sense a strong bond. And you can say Lindsay is wacko and activated. Great. She owns that. She is. You can say Kyle is. Yeah, she owns it during this. Yes. First part of the reunion. You can say Kyle is insane and like a, a you know an overgrown frat boy, which he is, and you can say he cheated in the past, which he did. But you know what? I actually believe Kyle's redemption arc because I believe he tried. Like I believe that people can change in that way. He made a mistake. He admitted it. He fucking hurt the person closest to him, and I think he spent time trying to 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 make that better. But like he, you have to at some point admit you made a mistake. Yeah, but she'll never do that, so. I know, because, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the point that I'm trying to, like, get, trying to understand in my head is, like, what part is actual feminism and girl boss, and what is just stubbornness and an unwilling to learn from any situation? Yeah, because even this gets brought up, too, of the, her kind of overuse of toxic masculinity. And it's like, does it get to a point where, like, not every male that speaks to you is, has an air of toxic masculinity about him. Well, Kyle said that brilliant line of like, you know, you use buzzwords to try to like take other people down. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that's just a very, she's a very internet culture person. She's very aware of internet trends. So yeah, I mean, she's yeah, going I mean, to use those buzzwords. And Sierra too are kind of the age group that like grew up on the internet. Well, you know, I like, thought... no offense to our favorite 39 year old Kyle, <laughs> but like, you know, Instagram and Twitter and memes have been like a part of their life for like their whole life. I thought it was so, so... Or their whole like life of knowledge. <laughs> I, I I thought it was so interesting the seating arrangement because you just brought up I was, Paige. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Paige, Hannah, and Sierra were all on one couch, and like it the really furthest away. It really highlighted to me, like you just said, their age. Like it almost was yeah. like this could be a separate show right here. 
because there is an age difference. Now, I don't believe it's... But they it's... would just be laying in bed. I don't think anyone yeah, would watch it. Yeah, I know. It. it really doesn't say a <laughs> lot for that age range. But I believe, I believe, I don't believe that gap is unscalable, but it did highlight that gap even more. And I thought it was a huge mistake to not have Luke where Danielle was seating. So when Hannah was talking about Luke, they would catch eyes. Because as is, Luke is on the same side as Hannah. So really hard to force those moments between them. Yeah, what did you think of the the couches itself I thought was one kind of weird I could see them putting um Amanda and Kyle on a couch because obviously they're together but I kind of assumed they would do it seated like the past few COVID Real Housewives reunions that we've seen where everybody gets a chair yeah six feet apart I mean I I think at this point they've all been vaccinated they've all been you know like I have a feeling yeah it was it you know they did temperature checks on the way in we saw so yeah. it was I, more just like the arrangement or the the concept of it putting Lindsay and Luke together because obviously that we, I don't think we brought up there maybe hooking up in this episode well, a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments of people going, oh, they've definitely hooked up. Look how close they are. I, I mean, they are always flirty, like hot people yeah, say, flirt, they're just, they're, hot yeah, people flirt, flirt with, with each other. Everyone. But also she is dating that dude, um, uh, Jason, I guess that model guy from Winter House. And even more so, like they were doing a, a, a view party with Kyle, Amanda, Carl, um, everybody was there except for Paige, Sierra and Hannah. And that model, that model dude was there. He was tagged in it. So I'm like, they are definitely dating. So yeah. Am I broken hearted? Sure. Like I thought Lindsay was kind of interested in me, but I'll, but I also, I don't know. He is a model. Maybe she's going to go for intelligence once they break up. Hurtful that you just, just throw out that I'm definitely not a model casually. (laughs) Hurtful. Wow. Hurtful at best. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, but I, I uh, but then then again it just shows you those people actually hang out but in no way I I was reading comments on Hannah's thing of like oh they all got together and planned what they would say okay first off girl are you kidding me like do you you don't think Hannah sat there and planned out things in the mirror and planned out tactics to use yeah everybody does that going into a reunion I would imagine if not you're a fucking dummy but also I don't think it was like you'll say this Kyle and then you'll say this I think they're just like talking like we do during the season of like, ah, oh, Hannah makes me so mad watching this back. That's how I imagine yeah, friends' sure had, conversations. Like, talking points of like, like the podcast thing. Like, obviously, no one came like armed with a binder. Like this was the Potomac reunion or something. But you know, they definitely wanted wanted to make sure the podcast, like things the podcast sound bites were loud and clear so i'm sure they went over like okay we got to bring up the podcast well you got the the real feeling in this that like like especially carl who no one can argue with carl this season you can't make shit so if carl says something you guys you gotta like kind of like start carl's not crazy carl's like even saying like hannah we love you but come on and 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 carl's saying like yo you did hurt my feelings calling me a drug addict on a podcast. Like, you guys, whether you like Hannah or, or don't like Hannah, you got to admit, that's hurtful because he's making a point that he's an actual breathing human and he understands that she goes on there and tries to be funny and that's a whole thing. But he also pointed out that at the same time, that's his life, you know? like Yeah, like, this, like these people, like, have jobs. Like, I know Kyle, or yeah, Kyle and Carl work together. But that doesn't mean Carl's never going to get another job again. And somebody could Google him and see the podcast where 
you know, Hannah's accusing him of like snorting Adderall every night. Yeah, it, it just I mean, to me that I'm like, you, you got to listen to some of these things of like, you might not agree with Hannah and Luke and that might be murky, but there are other areas. It's like you have to kind of like go along with the fact that she hurt some people's feelings in the house that, you know, considered friends. And I think there's a great argument to be made that what she said in that podcast about I get paid to be friends with Kyle or the people in the house. That's really kind of how she feels. It is a job to her. She is not friends with these people on the weekend. If you start kind of understanding that, you might see how these people are even kind of more hurt and flabbergasted and that she does continue to run her mouth about bad things about these people after they thought they've been good. Like Kyle's whole point is, and Kyle's a dummy, but Kyle's whole point is, yo, I thought we left the house in good on good terms and now you've been on all these podcasts and you always say the same shit about me. And his whole point was like, yes, I said Hannah owes everything to me uh, after she had said, like that was in response to the first thing that she said that was extremely cruel. Like the timeline is really important there. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I assume this was all in like a blitz to her little media blitz to watch the show or pre pre the show airing. Yeah. Again, it's it's all a little murky on the timeline. And then I think the Carl one was like two years ago, right? When she was saying, Yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, and believe, you know, I got to go back and listen to the interview I did with Hannah, but I believe, because I believe I brought up, like, how do you guys party all night? I'm I'm trying to remember if she did bring up Adderall or anything, but if she did, I I didn't, I didn't think. You could have been on the reunion, Ryan. I know. It really does. Like, I should really go in for the kill more in my interviews. But I'm not trying to get sound bites. I'm just trying to, like, yeah. talk to him like normal and shit. But um, but I don't even think any of the sound bites that um, any of the podcasters or YouTube videos or whatever got was any host trying to be, like, salacious either. Just luck, like, of, luck of the draw. Luck of the, luck of the draw, really. Luck of the draw. Yeah. Um, but I think she was offering up that information. Yeah. Rather than like, you know, are you guys doing blow all night? Wasn't the question. Well, it's like, oh, you guys are so lucky that you can party all night and then wake up in the morning and work out and go to brunch. Yeah. Well, the, so the, um, you know, the right before the reunion, the, the fireworks already started, you guys, because Kyle posted this on Instagram. Uh, he posted so good. a picture of himself and he says, since Hannah has spent the last three months telling every podcaster with a mic that I'm a narcissist. Here's a pic of me and only me at the reunion. Tune in tonight at 9.15 and buckle up because it's a two-part roll your eyes fest. And that's like, damn. That's, I mean, that's perfect. But like, to me, that this is the fun part of a pod. Uh, this is the fun part of a reality show rivalry. Like that to me is a perfect rivalry post and got me really excited to watch like the reunion. And that doesn't seem like too calculated. No, Either. I mean, I'm sure. And by the way, that, but also he, I'm sure it was, but. but also he was like, yeah, that'll be fucking funny. It's true. It's what we talk about on the episode and it gets people like it gets the fan base riled up. But, you know, Hannah playing this victim to me just doesn't fly. If you want to go up against them with like cold, hard facts, go for it. But if you're going to go up with just emotions and excuses like editing, that doesn't really hold so much weight because I also watched the season, you know, Kyle did have a good line of like, you realize our summers are on tape, right? Like we recorded our summers and yeah, there's clearly the cameras inside the house already. So it's not like, Oh, it was after the camera people left. 
for the night. Yeah. So, like the cameras are always rolling like big brother style. I mean, by the way, and also I, I mean, a plea to Bravo once again, it's like, give us an option to pay like $40 to like, see the unedited. Like, let me just see everything. I don't like, don't even cut it. Like I, I want to see the board. Like if you went down a rabbit hole for a half hour and you didn't get any footage from it, I still want to see that. Yeah. Give me some unedited. Like they might not have thought it was important, but that doesn't mean we don't think it's important. <laughs> well, I mean, also it's like, a, it would be like a podcast. Yeah, because I was on on TikTok, <laughs> shocking, and this like woman who has a podcast who I won't name because I think I find her annoying, and we're not plugging other people's podcasts. Yeah, but she had Hannah and Paige on, and Paige was kind oh, of I know about, what you're about. Yeah, yeah. that there wasn't um, there was a lot of stuff about her and Perry that wasn't filmed, and like how she looked like, you know kind of the bad guy in this relationship with Perry, but that's just because they didn't show like arguments that they had. Well, I mean, I, I, I see things like, like that. You and, and Perry are boring. So that's well, why yeah, I mean, on TV. I it didn't, was only 12, 45 minute episodes. I so. didn't feel I mean, one 12, way or right? the other about her and Perry because Perry was a non-factor because he wasn't there. So, I mean, if I was production, I would want to just show that like their relationship was going nowhere, which I think we got to see. I didn't need a bad guy in it. In fact, I didn't really even think pay. I thought it was kind of cold page saying uh, he's going to be so shocked when I do this. And if all there was all of this fighting, then why did she say he's going to be so shocked when I do this? Like uh, that. Would, yeah, exactly. If there was a lot of fighting, like, okay, I would expect it. Yeah. I mean, so, but also the human behavior, like human minds of like, of course, she's going to say, you know, I hated how they edited that stuff together because that's a personal aspect of her life. I don't know anybody on a reality show that's like, oh, my God, they nailed it. They nailed me perfectly. They got everything. And it was, oh, my God, they left the perfect amount in. Oh, all of the scenes I wanted were in. Like, I don't imagine. Like, I'm an actor and I've I've been cut out of movies entirely. I've been cu- I've had my lines cut. I've had my you know, I've had lines added like you're just a slave to the director's overall vision. And I know this is a reality show, but like, I, I don't know. I just, but I'm sure they still go in with like a, maybe not like Hannah is going to be the bad guy this season, but they still kind of have like, okay, we have to show Kyle and Amanda and uh, Kyle and Hannah fighting. Like, I think all those things they wanted to make sure they included. Well, Probably I got not like, oh, we need so much Perry and Paige fighting over FaceTime content that nobody wants. Yeah. I mean, but like there, I don't even know Perry enough to care about Perry, you know, like I don't. Yeah. I mean, so. Oh, and also this is good Vanderpump dirt. I might have spoken with a cast member. And so and I said this, I think, on the podcast the other day, but they only filmed those two scenes that they showed the other night and they weren't told what they don't. They weren't told it was going to be used in that way. Like they weren't told oh. like, what were they told it was that it was, Oh, it's just going to be like a quick, they're... like quick catch up thing. And like, you know, Oh, this might be a funny thing to, to use in like promotional materials down the line. Um, and I, so I, I think maybe they were even just testing things or something that, you know, so I know the person I spoke to did not, was not aware it would be airing the way it did and was kind of bummed at that fact. And, that they're officially starting air, uh, shooting May 4th. and Okay, so like this week, this upcoming This week. week, and 
this person might be worried. Um, a, like I, all I'll say is that it seems like the cast might not even know where they're going with this, you know? I mean, that would make sense. Sir, still, or all the restaurants are open now. No, Tom Tom is not open yet. Okay. Interesting. Because so, I kind of thought that would kind of be the basis. That of... Well, that's what my theory was, was. That would be the first episode. Would, and then that's why I was so shocked when those two scenes came out. And I was like, they've been filming for a month. But then I talked to the person. And uh, and then I got the story. And so that made a lot more sense. Because I was like, yo, if they've been shooting for a month. That's really a bad sign. Because that means they're really going to push Lala giving Lala. birth. Um, and then I talked to somebody else affiliated in a periphery way with the show. Well, I can't, I can't say too much of this, but, um, but yeah, anyways, it's just, it's funny. You know what? It's funny to me though. The whole point of that was, it's funny to realize that these people, they, they're in the dark as much as we would be. They, they don't know the way that's going. So that's why people do make the poor choice of self-editing, of creating storylines, also, how do you, this leads right into how do you like, come on, Hannah brought up that psychic bullshit. That was psych. That was bullshit. She did it to try to push that story and to great effect. But that. like, but come on, how are you going to so some so, psychic slid in your DMs? I'm going to slide in Hannah's DMs and be like, I slept with Brad Pitt. But honestly, I've had, it, I mean, to be honest, I've had psychics slip into my DMs. Like that's not, you know. And who knows if that even really was the the case or whatever. But, like, come on. Hannah's doing things to, like, kind of be be a little bit of a villain. And she jokes about it sometimes until it doesn't serve her. And then she goes the other way and and says, oh, no, it's bullying. I'm triggered. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying. I really want to, like, try to be fair to Hannah. But, like, it's frustrating because it's just so black and white to me, you know? And it doesn't I know, make Hannah think, a bad person overall. I'm talking about in the way she has handled her job on this show. Yeah, and even I think somebody brought it up in the comments of the last episode of how much they promote Loverboy, but like Hannah and Paige, yes, whatever that girl, yeah. their business uh, centers are, which I'm not sure beyond the pod, what they do. Uh, well, I feel like, like they, they never po- get brought up, but I, I again, feel like they're just... See, I feel like Giggly Squad is brought. I didn't up. know Giggly Squad was a podcast. Yes, yeah, but I, I, I knew did, it was a Facebook but, uh, group because there was obviously some drama there. But I knew, I knew that that I, I thought, uh, you know, everybody t- says Giggly Squad, everybody. So I thought that was, and they keep saying like Hannah podcaster. She was podcasting this season, but I don't know. I think Loverboy is a tangible product that it, there is a can. It's all also alcohol, and it's really. Kyle and Amanda's whole existence and Carl works there. So I do understand why they do that. I mean, I guess the only thing I will say, and I, this is, I, I, I'm, I would be fine with seeing more of them doing more podcast work, but I do have to like point out the fact that podcasting isn't that exciting. It's a very static thing. Like right now I'm laying on my bed talking to Emily. Like that's I'm yeah, I'm, which is I mean you're already set up for a very Hannah and Paige summer. Yeah, we you just gotta complain to <laughs> to your roommates or your neighbors that they're being too loud. Yeah, like and we, make sure it's all it's like Friday at like six p.m. I mean, we already see them laying on the bed, so I mean they're already promoting a healthy bed lifestyle. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And maybe there was more Giggly Squad shit, but then when the podcast 
or the one the Facebook group like racist drama kind of popped off maybe the producers kind of made the call to not include as much of that yeah I don't know I'm like I really I'm trying to think I want because I want to hear all sides and I've been trying to read all sides and then it really even confuses me of like I want to be open but at the same time I do have a very strong opinion and I was even thinking about it was so funny I was thinking about other podcasters and I wonder if I ever have to get like this because I was looking at the people like the people I know in the Bravo Instagram universe that like likes Hannah's photos and they're like, oh, girl, hearts love you. And I'm like, I've heard these people shit talk, Hannah, you know, <laughs> privately or what? You know, like it, it's very interesting. And I'm like, should I not be being as honest as I am about how I feel about these shows? Like, I feel like that's all I have is like being honest about how I feel. Or am I just being a potential idiot that I'm painting myself in a corner because I'm telling people how I actually feel? I mean, I think that gets better with your listeners, you know, than that at least you're yeah. honest versus like kissing all the Bravo people's ass to maybe have them on. Well, and I don't think it's, but I don't think it's necessarily kissing ass. Like, well, but I do even like because Danny, uh, we were. I tweeted something about Vanderpump Rules the other night about the new preview, and Danny wrote back with a, a fate like a Katie Maloney uh, face from that scene, and <sighs> and uh, we were kind of joking back and forth, and then I noticed Danny deleted that stuff after, <laughs> and it, you know, and I I'm like it's probably smart, you know, you don't want to offend anybody out there, or, you know, yeah, and I, he's pretty in pretty deep with the Bravo. Oh, he's in very. Oh God, he like, so. pretty much works for them. Not, I mean, he gets the screeners, he gets all that stuff. And he's one of the best there is doing this, but it is one of those things that I'm like, I was looking at her and it's funny. Like I do, like I, I, I do, I take these shows personally and I gotta, I gotta check myself sometimes because I was like, I'm not going to like be posting hearts on Hannah Burner's Instagram <laughs> post. I don't believe that, you know, like I don't believe. And, but, but at the same time I was trying to like really go within myself and see if like, if I'm to blame for my attitude, you know, like I want to know if I'm in the wrong. I mean, maybe, but what if I go crazy? I'm going to go crazy watching summer house. Well, I mean, it's like the, you, your next therapy session is just only about Hannah, not accepting responsibility. I mean, what, I mean kind of like we're here to talk about you. I mean, we're, I feel like we're close. We're really close to this, you know? <laughs> Um, I know that's how I feel sometimes too. I'm like, why does no one else want to talk about Hannah's behavior? But that's and that's why I always say, like, usually in every episode, is that like, guys, don't worry. I am aware that regardless of who is at fault, who's wrong, that I am the biggest loser in all of this. Like, I get that. Like, I, I am no, you know, it's like I get how silly it is. But at the same time, it's very real. Like these are like, I, I, you know, I was always taught if you do th something in life, do it with passion, do it with gusto. And that's what I, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just weird what I've chosen to, to be we passionate and gusto with, about. With passion. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like you, whenever they say like, you always can be addicted to like worse things or yeah. like be behaving in worse ways or like <laughs> overreacting to things that matter even less. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, this is so funny. We haven't even got to the, the reunion itself because we've been talking. Uh, I just I, we came in very hot. I blame myself. Um, but I really like I said, I'm glad you're feeling better. Post second uh, well, back. You're back to yourself. This is what happens when you take a day off of podcasting. You really come in hard. Like I didn't podcast yesterday for the first time in 
forever, you know, like I've always podcasted, like it seems like every day, but I was just so out of it after the, the vaccine that it just was. And I was so thankful that the Kardashians didn't air a new, a new episode. So I didn't have to recap it because I just needed to, uh, to rest. But, uh, why weren't they? Why didn't, what was, you know, it's weird. They Cause they showed a preview for the next week, the week before, and then didn't. So, I mean, part of me in my conspiracy theory riddled mind thought like, oh my God, did they pull it because they're editing Tristan out after the, the, the cheating thing, you know? Yeah, maybe. But it's probably, they're just taking a week off. They're back next week, but it would be funny. It would be hysterical. If you never hear, never hear Tristan Tristan again again on that show. show. And by the way, that would be really obvious at this point. So I'm kind of excited to see, because at this point they've really given, um, and I don't believe this to be true, guys. I'm just saying it to say it. They've given him a hero edit where they painted him in an extremely good light, where they've shown him being so apologetic, Chloe. I'll do anything to get you back, Chloe. So it's very interesting how they'll go from here with this. I know I haven't watched any of this season, but it's sitting on my TBR. Oh, so you could, yeah. Tomorrow I'll watch it. I, you know, I'm just I'm here for the Courtney and Travis. I know you're not. So I'm like, I'm waiting for whatever the next show is and maybe we'll get more of them. I could give you a 10 minute recap and you'd be caught up. It's not <laughs> anything of uh, of note, unfortunately. But um, I so- did buy some of um, Kim's Skims masks and I really like them. Wait, what? Like Skims, the brand. They have masks. And I really like her face masks. So just if anybody's in the market for some masks, check out Skims. <laughs> Did you just promote Skims on the podcast? Yeah, swipe up to shop. No, no. <laughs> Enter code Emily at checkout for. Oh my god! What if, I was just saying, what if what if Caitlyn does a shapewear of like, what about for people like Caitlyn? Anything? I still cannot believe that her like promo photos for her uh, gubernatorial run is her in a car with a in dog in Malibu with a dog, and she. She was facing vehicular manslaughter charges. Yeah, it's like it's like, girl, do not She's do a little out like, of touch. You know, just pay attention to the driving. Don't like see if the camera got you in frame. You know. I know. I'm seeing Carrie O'Donnell and Pet Shop Boy like interacting on Twitter about it. They're like, no way, this is real. It's like, yeah. nope, that is very much her promo photo. Yeah, it's really really interesting that. Uh, I I mean. I guess it'll be exciting because I live in California, so I'm excited to see the Caitlin for governor ads. But um, I don't know. You I know, know. I, I, you know, are, are any neighbors going to have yard signs? Has anyone else come out of the woodwork? Well, but that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to have a yard sign. It won't be in my yard, but I'm going to get one to save it for posterity. That's a reality show museum thing, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. How many people can say they have one? I, you know, and I would say this is a batshit, batshit insane thing for Caitlyn to run. But at the same time, I, you know, I've learned at this point, never say never with anything like it just Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald no, Trump I mean, Negger, there's can, plenty of celebs. You, you can't say, you know, I mean, I think Kim Kardashian would have a better chance running, but you just never know. I mean, if it's the right place, right time, she says the right things that people want to hear. There's a lot of anger in California right now. So who knows? I mean, honestly, but I mean, if, if she's running, there's got to be a lot of other people running too. I just haven't heard about them. Yeah. She obviously has the most name recognition out of anybody that's going to be running. So hey, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> um, 
I did. I guess I have seen a bit of a episode because Sophie, Caitlin's friend, roommate. Yes. Yeah. The manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like calls Chris for like business help. <laughs> yeah. That was that, that wasn't an episode. episode. Yeah. And then she yeah, was, was she like was praised. Scene, so yeah. She was like you know they're like Chris. It's so amazing that you are still helping Caitlin. You know. <laughs> I know, but then I did see on TMZ that they're not going to campaign for her. The oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I really, uh, um, I really would not think they. And Sophie's really young. I, I went to college with, or I, my one of my best friends from growing up went to college with Sophie. Oh really? She's like in her mid twenties. Yeah. When did Sophie transition? Yes. No, I said when did they Sophie... went to? No, when did oh, Sophie transition? When, uh, when so when Sophie was in college, so maybe like twenty eighteen. I love or that no, I say when did Sophie transition? Twenty fourteen. When did Sophie transition? And you said yes. I thought yes. you said did Sophie transition. <laughs> no. So yes, yeah, Sophie did transition. I was wrong. I started college in twenty thirteen. It probably would have been like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I would love. I mean, and this is not even in a joking way. I would love to have an honest conversation with a transsexual uh, uh, woman or man on the podcast to really talk honestly about what that's like to go through and like what goes through your mind. Like I really, that's the, that's the stuff. And I, and they're like, there's, I'm compl- like a hundred percent serious. Like, I just want to understand that better, like to have a better understanding. Cause I can't imagine how, freaked out you have to be if you are born one way and in your head you're certain you're another way like that to me is like a really scare i want to know more about that feeling you know yeah and obviously how risky that is i mean i'm sure a lot of people that have transitioned have risked relationships with their family with their friends and and have you yeah, ever regretted horrible. it since uh, since the transition? Like, was there ever regrets or doubts? You know, like the human mind can change a lot. Like, and this might be an ignorant thought, but like, has it ever changed? You know, like the, the, the thoughts that I have, like, and I, I think it's like none of it, like I, I just ask out of curiosity. And sometimes I know I can say dumb things because of that, but it is stuff that I'm curious about and I want to know more about it. I'm sure there's a patron that can help find someone and how do they feel about caitlin jenner yes like how do they feel the most prominent transgender person probably in the world well i would say at first i'm sure it was very uh maybe inspirational i remember when this all happened and i thought it was remember like at the espies when oh yeah that was like kind of caitlin's like debut right more or less i know she did was it a Vogue or Vanity Fair cover or something? Yeah, her interview with Diane Sawyer. So then she Sawyer, did the big speech. Yeah, her, her interview with Diane Sawyer, where she officially, um, you know, uh, revealed Caitlyn uh, was on my birthday, and I remember I watched it. <laughs> so it was recently. That's what I did on my birthday was watch. I remember I had a bunch of spritzers with my ex and I watched the Kate, like you guys think that like, this is not something I fell into. I've been watching this shit for all of my life. Like I've been so addicted to pop culture. I was like, in fact, I got more into the Kardashians when the Caitlyn Jenner shit happened. You know, like I was like, Holy shit. I was fascinated by it. I was really intrigued by that whole situation. The further you got from Caitlyn though, the more people woke up to the fact of like, Regardless of this transition and how brave you have to be to go through it, there is a part of it that, um, 
you know, she treated a lot of people in her life, including her own family, very poorly. She was a pretty much absentee father um, for Brody and her son and daughter, um, admittedly, you know, by Caitlin. Um, And there have been a lot of questionable choices in terms of family, even though he's brought she's brought inspiration to so so many people with public speaking and stuff like that. So, you know, it just shows there's like so, so much good and so, and bad in every person, you know? Yeah. I mean, Brandon and Brody, and I think there's two other ones, two other kids that are just the most famous. were like mainly raised by, or as a father figure by David Foster. God, can you imagine <laughs> to that? Circle it back to Bravo. Oh um, uh, God. You know, Yolanda's ex and, now new father again <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's wild it's uh it's extremely cra- yeah so weird um okay let's get into the summer house recap since we're uh you know Finally, we're 45 sorry, in <laughs> um so you know this is only episode 13 if you count how many episodes so it, it is really crazy i think that is the sign of a good reality show is that we have this much to talk about and it's only been 12 episodes of actual season 13 if you count the reunion 14 if you count next week oc i mean full season (laughs) i mean 20 plus episodes of oc and they they could only do two episodes and they were you know scraping at the bottom of the barrel with that so um you know you start the uh the the uh reunion with Lindsay and danielle coming out of a van kyle and amanda coming into the room getting their temperature check kyle says uh, my temperature runs hot i've been told um <laughs> and i wonder like all the people that have to take temperatures at their jobs or anywhere have been like have heard that line yeah exactly like, in the past year of like Oh, I'm just really hot. <laughs> You're like, okay, good one. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like such a dad joke for the ready. I know because I always think of um, obviously classic um, Vegas movie, The Hangover, and when they ask, like, did Caesar actually live here? I'm like, I legit feel bad for people that work at Caesar's Palace if they hear. Caesar actually live here. Like, oh no, wow! I, I heard that in about ten years. I find it more fascinating that I'm really finding out you're a big Hangover stan. Are you like, oh, that's my movie? I loved that movie. Loved that movie. That was obviously my introduction to Bradley Cooper, which is obviously a lot of people's sexual awakening. Bradley <laughs> Cooper, that movie. Hey, his, you know, him in A Star Is Born <laughs> was a sexual awakening for me. That beard was glorious. I say it all the time. I know I wasn't I just wasn't a big fan of that movie which I know is controversial but um so now I'm now I'm just thinking about the hangover because I now I realize there was three <laughs> hangover movies I know what's up I mean why, why the way kept getting made what if this just turns into now a uh a hangover recap like know, you know the I first scene's so of... cool I think I've brought this up on the pod that my mom's side of the family like wrote a lot of TV shows and movies. And I always think I'm like, damn, like how many people like that are out there that have these like amazing screenplays or pilots or whatever, and they don't have like the opportunity to like present them to the right people. But instead we're going to make three hangover movies. We're going to make 27 fast and furious movies. And we're going to, like, remake a bunch of shit and call it a pilot. <laughs> yeah, it, uh... <laughs> Wait, you're, you're, you have writers in your family? 
yeah my mom's yeah so my grandpa and my great-grandpa wrote a lot of um tv shows like would i would i know them i'm lost in space (laughs) ben-hur the original ben-hur oh my god yeah so they wrote screenplays that was like their claim to fame Wait, were they, uh, were they, no, I'm thinking of, um, Spartacus. I was thinking about the people that were caught up in the, um, uh, the, the Russian, ho- the, the, um, the blacklist of the forties, uh, by Jennifer oh, no, Hoover, be cool, the writers that my, had um, a... I think it was my, I think both of them went out to like when they were doing atomic bomb testing to write propaganda films for the government. <laughs> oh my God. What if I? What if you were like, yeah, my great grandfather is Shakespeare. Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know Hamlet. Have you guys uh, heard, of, you've heard of that one? Have you heard of uh, Randy Shakespeare? That's my uh, that's my great grandfather. Was <laughs> that his first name? No, oh, no yeah, it's, it's fuck William. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, Emily, it was Ran- it was Randy Shakespeare. You <laughs> Randy Quaid. Randy Shakespeare. Randy Shakespeare's Macbeth. Do you even think there was anyone named Randy? What do you mean, like like Madonna? Like I'm Randy. <laughs> yeah, like in what is that, eighteen hundred, seventeen hundred? Was there even a person named Randy? Oh no, fucking way! If you I walked feel around, like everybody just had like like, will you, like biblical, like old school biblical. Names. I I I thou pre- I thou present Randy. <laughs> It doesn't roll off the tongue. Quite He's as like, well. me lady, my name is Randy. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, oh, um, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, let me just answer this text. Um, okay, so, um, they come in. Um, Hannah comes in, sees Paige, and is like, hey, banana. Um, and Paige is like, one thing I want to clear up on the reunion is that Hannah is not a bitch. LOL. Uh, Luke and Carl see each other. Luke's like, are you working, man? He's like, come on, man. And Carl's like, talk to my boss. Because <laughs> his boss is Kyle, of course. Um, what pay- do you think of Carl's haircut? Can I be honest with you? I didn't even notice it. Was there a haircut? Oh, he has like, the sides are a little bit like, I don't want to say sh- shaved the right word. Cut a little tighter. Damn, horny for Carl. A party <laughs> of one with Emily. I love it. That's why I'm like, Luke's looking good in that oxblood suit. See, that's that's one of my greatest downfalls is that I just genuinely don't notice fashion. <laughs> I know, like, but they were they were bringing it. I know I told you I didn't like Paige's dress. The pink. Oh with yeah, the with the 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 bow, yeah. Yeah, it looked like a bad bridesmaid's dress. Um so I think uh so everybody's coming in. But yeah, I wish God, no, no, but I wish I was better with the fashion. I wish I knew, like, I can tell when things like, oh, that looks cool, but I don't, I can't usually tell when people get haircuts and stuff like that. I think it's because I have wavy Andy hair. Kind of called out um, Lindsay's outfit, like, oh, I love the yellow jumpsuit. I did love the yellow jumpsuit. I thought it, I Me like, too. I can't pull off vibrant color, I don't think, but I do appreciate the people that have a full range of color, you know, or yeah, can pull off, not, looked, you know. Yeah. And it seemed like everybody, everybody brought it. 
I thought. Everybody did bring it. Thank you, Emily. They, it was, it was brought in. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a Housewives reunion where they're, like, in ball gowns, but I, everybody looked nice. You know what I love, too, is that I want to point out to everybody that this is the first in-person reunion where they have an actual set. So what I loved about this, too, is I thought you could really sense the genuine excitement by everybody on the stage. Like, I thought maybe I was reading into that, but I thought that was palpable. They're like, they're like, look at us. This is really cool. I like that. I know. I like that. They had, their reunions were, like, in Andy's clubhouse. Yeah. Like, that's for 30 minutes or 20 minutes, so. Yeah, so... I I do I do love to see that excitement and I'm talking the whole like I think Hannah and Paige are excited I think Sierra was like that I think is cool because it, it must you gotta like also say you know they're reality quote unquote stars but like at the same time they live a normal existence this isn't the most popular show in the world it's exciting when they get to do things like this I, I imagine it's pretty cool you know yeah and they all still have like real jobs day jobs you know <laughs> Because I, Andy asked Danielle about, like, did you take PTO today? I mean, she, you know, it's like she did take a day Valid off. She admitted, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, can you imagine, like, her? She tries to be like, I'm tell, telling her boss that she's like working from home. You know, I'm working from home on Wednesday. And then it turns out she was really filming the summer house reunion all day. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. And then the, the boss finds out and be like, oh, was that? That's why you weren't replying to emails on Wednesday. Um, Carl makes a joke seeing Lindsay and uh, Danielle, and it, and he goes, you guys look like mustard and ketchup. Can I be the hot dog? Classic dad joke from Carl. Kind of pervy. Love it. What do you like to put on your hot dog? Uh, everything. You know what I became a fan of in the, the last decade was relish. Oh, I like that. Not not That's solo, but relish with like a mustard. Like there's, and you know, I mean, L.A. does dogs right. God, I sound like a lame ass. <laughs> L.A. does dogs right, you guys. <laughs> Never mind. I'm an Pink's asshole. is still open, right? Pink's is. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I'm I'm trying to I don't lose like weight. Pink's, so. but... Why? I don't. know. I just feel like it's a little overrated. Well, I've heard a little. But then I'm like, I've I heard like the same about dogs, you, Emily. So. How about that? Yeah, same. <laughs> um, I like Dodger Dogs. So, well, did you hear that heard, Dodger Dogs they, they switched the companies? They, yeah, they're not yeah. farmer. Yeah, but you know, I'm Which also. Is, the, I'm like, what was? What's the? I want to know the tea about why that thing. Why that didn't get renewed? Who got who mad over at Farmer John? Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's kind of funny about like I wouldn't. This is why Twitter's so funny. Is because if I ever go to a Dodgers game again and get a hot dog, I never in the past getting hot dogs have ever thought i wonder who makes this like i didn't fucking know it was farmer john like you and i read that on twitter like you probably did and i'm like damn but in my head i never would have known if i had to read that on twitter i wouldn't have been like this ain't no farmer john dog <laughs> yeah if you were like this is oh it's hormel now i'd been like okay yeah or like, Oscar Mayer, I'd been like cool <laughs> also a hot dog to me is one of those things like it's like a chip it's like a vessel for whatever sauce is around it. Like, I'm just trying to get as much uh, condiments in my mouth as possible. The hot dog doesn't even need to be there in all reality. No, but it's such a treat, like, when you have a hot dog. Because it's like, obviously, no one ever really has. Like, no one eats hot dogs on the reg. (laughs) At least not anyone that I know. Not people with Um, a healthy, uh, you know, digestion system. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when you get it, like, it's such a sporting event meal i feel like or at least in my head that you're you're only really getting a hot dog if you're like watching the super bowl or going to a dodgers game versus 
like, oh, it's Tuesday. What should I have for dinner tonight? Yeah. Hot dogs. I'll be good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Could you imagine if you just knew somebody that just ate hot dogs and that they were like over the age of like 15? And they were like, okay, health wise, like, or have you gone to a cardiologist? I have a been okay. This is actually a very common thing with men, grown men. I I've seen a bunch. Uh, two of my really good friends that are married. He still eats like a child. Like she has to cook him like dino nuggets and like macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Like that's his favorite kind of food is like child food. He never. And I was like, and it's like not a joke. Like he really likes ch- like like fish sticks. Like you know the yeah, shit your I parents. Think that's a boy thing. Like hamburger helper, that kind of thing. It's very yeah. It's weird. But it's like that. I'm like okay. Like I have to go deeper just because I'm like okay. So did your mom? Like if my mom cooked dinner for her and my dad, and it was something like in theory that I would eat, that's what I would have for dinner. I didn't get to have like a special other dinner, but I feel like moms maybe treat little boys a little differently. So maybe that's, he's been doing that his whole life. Or maybe something so psychologically damaging or great happened. And like dino nuggets were like in that same day. So it's like, so burned into this person's memory that the only safety is in eating dino nuggets. (laughs) I mean, that would make sense. What if, what if if the best day of my life was my sixth birthday party and all I got all the hot wheels I wanted and I got to eat dino nuggets. What if I was like, that person is me. Um, Mr. Dino Nuggets. <laughs> like all I eat is Dino Nuggets. I mean, fish sticks. I get these. I don't know what brand they are, but they're more or less like grown up fish sticks. And so, they're just like tiny fish fillets, but they're breaded. But it is like, so okay, funny. What's like better buying this than fish sticks. My dad was a traveling businessman, uh, traveling salesman. Uh, you know, so he was gone during the week. My mom, we always had. You know, uh, you always make meals, but it was always. Like she made she's a great cook, but it was always a very it was standard fare. You'd always have the same meals. Like I remember one of the meals was fish sticks and mac and cheese were like a meal. Oh, like yeah. that was a meal. Like I remember tuna casserole, which I hated because she would put these little specked, like little dot mushroom things from like cream of mushroom soup, I think. Like at the yeah. time, I just thought it was so gross. But she would crumple up um, like ruffles with ridges over the top of the tuna casserole. It, it, I mean, That's it's like. Un- Kind of good. I've never had tuna casserole, but... But also, this is the lady that sent me to school with fucking Vienna sausages for lunch. And I had to fucking <laughs> open a can with some kind of ectoplasm. And kids were, like, looking at me like, what is all that fucking shit in the can? I was like, I don't know. My mom gave it to Like, I'm digging out fucking Vienna sausages with my uh, fucking fingers as a like seven-year-old. Like, no, but seriously, like, in fact, I got to write that down to ask her next time, like, what would possess her? Like, was there a fucking sale on Vienna sausages all the time? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're cheap. I know, but, like, who sends their child with, like, Vienna sausages in the can so I'd have to pop the lid, you know? I know, and it's, like, imagine that kind of now, like, as for, like, bullying purposes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to put those Vienna sausages in your butthole, weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I feel like people would be a lot meaner about Vienna sausages in 2021. But by the way, if you know me, I feel like that, I mean, that's like my friend in Dino Nuggets. Like Vienna sausages, for all intents and purposes, shaped me. And I think you can tell that by listening to me, you know? You're like, this kid definitely well, went to school know. with Vienna sausages. This kid definitely did. <laughs> well, that'll be like a new thing that you can 
you know, use as a basis to not judge people, but to (laughs) get an idea of people is like, what did he bring to school lunch? Maybe when I talk to Hannah next, I'll be like, yo, I get it, girl. I went to lunch with Vienna sausages, so I yeah, get the trouble. What it's like to be <laughs> different. <bullied. laughs> yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, to think people are uh, coming after you. Yeah. So, um, okay. Sorry, we keep. By the way, these are detours, but these are amazing detours, you guys. I think we're all enjoying this together. Um, yeah. So this is uh, so this is where Hannah looks at herself in the mirror and is like, "I love you, bitch. I don't trust you." <laughs> and she's like doing funny faces in the mirror. Uh, you know, if you're a Hannah fan, that's probably cute to watch. And, you know, but it also, I think, shows and gives credence to the fact that she knew what she was walking into and that she was ready to, to tussle, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of positive self-talk yeah, leading I, up to this reunion for her. You know what? But I keep thinking there was such a missed opportunity and this is what I want to hear, and I especially from the uh, one of the girls that was writing in the Patreon. Uh, I'm forgetting her name right now, but um, was was that? I think she could have cleared so much of this up if she just came out in the very beginning and like literally like like before he, like once Andy said welcome said hey guys I want to make a quick announcement. I, I did a lot of crazy things over the summer, and I know we're going to talk about it, but overall I get it. I watched the show back. I'm sorry. Like, that would have diffused everything. Yeah, that would assume she's that self-aware. But she is that self-aware. I just think she's self-aware in a confident pro-Hannah way. Yeah, which I mean, I admire her, you know, blind confidence about herself because that's not something that a lot of us have. Yeah. Um, So Kyle asked the hairdresser if he can get more volume in his hair. Uh, he does have a lot of volume in his hair, and, and the his hair looks great. The lady He's says no. Be freshly tanned, too. Oh my god, I'm working on this glowing. <laughs> Me and uh, Meditza are working on this Instagram uh, idea where, and it's funny that you say Randy because remember when I was on Lara's Summer House thing and I said about yeah. the the other character Randy, you know, like that's yeah. always wearing his shirt. So we're trying to do like a photo series of me as Randy. So I was like finding photos last night of like Kyle and Carl shirtless. And then it'll be me and like an oversized shirt, like, <laughs> like with them, you know, like, Hey, you know, you need to find one of like that morning. They were both working out in their oh, little home gym or the one <laughs> like with, Randy in the corner or the night vision where Hannah's like, Oh, you hit that spot. Don't forget that spot. And then <laughs> you just see me in the corner of the room. like just like freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, it's like, oh, um, are you guys talking about uh, so-and-so's pizza? <laughs> I love that. I love that. We should get that for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, or like me just being there every time Luke makes one of those. Like I'm in the room with Lindsay when he asked to go get her ring thing. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been fucking without a or condom like for weeks. Or like cheering him on during when he's alone in his room playing guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great one. I got to text her that one. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys, you and Brandy and Luke are doing lyrics together. (laughs) Oh my God, that's genius. Okay, I didn't even think about that one. Okay, so so everybody's coming onto the set. Like you said, Andy says uh, to Lindsay, a yellow jumpsuit, a woman after my own heart. I love when everybody approaches the set. Andy's always on his phone tooling around. And I do, I do, I would love to know the amount he is online looking at Bravo shit, you know, of of like us commenting on Bravo shit, you know? 
I know. I'd love to know if he has like burner Twitter, burner Instagram, where he can like comment on, you know, Danny or all these other like big Bravo Instagrammers, like with his real thoughts, and no one knows it's like secretly Andy's burner. Yeah, it's like fuck you, Hannah, and it's secretly Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, like I hate Hannah too. Um, I hope Andy doesn't bring her back next year. <laughs> but, um, I but you know. Andy, like, he does pay attention to this shit because I love, and it's true, like, he was talking, I was watching him on something, and he was talking about even, like, there'll be previews for the new season, and he's like, you know, it's always, like, immediately, like, oh, this is horrible, or this is great, and it's right, that's exactly how we are as a fan base. Like, we immediately go, this sucks, or this is good, like, even though after those Vanderpump Rules scenes the other night, I was like, ooh, not good, not good at all, you know, but... I mean, sometimes but that should be good that he's like online and like being able to see what, you know, people are saying. Like, imagine if they didn't get rid of Jax or something and how mad people would have been. Or... Well, and I always think that it's true, though. Like, you only have one chance to make an impression. Like, I really want to know what the thought process was behind airing those two Vanderpump Rules scenes. Because, like, just tell me what you thought you were achieving with that. Was it just that we want to get people excited? Like, because I feel that like didn't really get me excited. No, I felt like it went Talking the other way. Wearing no undies, sleeping with no undies. Yeah, Randall said like he free balls. Like I don't need like that. That's the an last image... thing I want to do is think about Rand Randy's balls. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I mean, <laughs> they must have had some thought process behind it of like they thought this would be good. So I want to talk to that person of like, yo, did you think that was? You thought that was like that was going to get people excited? Like I want to talk to that person. Yeah. And I I'm scared that it's going to be like a Hannah situation where there's people around this person telling them that it's awesome and great when in reality that was kind of stupid, you know? Yeah, cuz I mean any um any preview that we see for any of these shows in theory is like the best of the best and they sometimes cut it a little misleading. But I was like that was yeah. that was all you got from I don't know how long they were filming those initial scenes, but yeah. Like, um, that was it. So, okay. So, uh, we get to the set finally. Um, and Andy immediately like, bo- like boner out. It's like, Carl, I knew you would have white pants on. <laughs> um, Carl, you were a recently awarded hottest male celebrity, uh, on Instagram, hottest male Bravo Liberty by two judgy girls. And uh, by the way, I watched the East coast feed and I texted Courtney from two judgy girls, right when I heard it and she was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was like freaking out. That <laughs> who did re- she, who did he beat like in the final round? Cause it was like March madness. Style, oh, right? uh, you know what? I forgot who he beats. Find it. Uh, I mean, every male that entered one, you know, but, uh, was a real yeah. winner, but he makes fun because Luke won last year. And then he makes fun of Kyle. He's like, Kyle, you've never won, which I think <laughs> that was funny. Um, uh, Andy goes, Amanda, how is the, uh, dog fostering? Uh, we find out that they, they have a mama dog that had six puppies. So they have seven dogs in their house right now. And then a follow-up question was like, are they peeing less or more in the house than Kyle? Because I love that Kyle's, one of Kyle's thing is peeing outside. Like, and I got to go and back. And we get a super cut of it. I mean, they, they, you needed that. You know, you need the super cut of, I, uh, that's one of my favorite moments in, like, see, that's the shit. Like, I don't need it. Like, uh, men have it so easy. Well, but also I don't need fights and stuff. Like I find Kyle peeing outdoors entertaining. Like that's how easy it is for me to be entertained. (laughs) And it it is funny because we've all had those friends. It is, it is funny. 
<laughs> did you did you go quiet and they go it is it is funny. It is fu- <laughs> like you were like convinced you were convincing no, yourself like oh this isn't like when you're also like equally as drunk it's funny but obviously if you're like sober and you're like oh my god Kyle's peeing outside and screaming again that's not funny but. I have a I have a friend that I grew up with that like when we used to go to parties his big party trick was to spell his full name with uh, uh, P on like a back wall, uh, like a <laughs> Did backyard. Did he have a long name? No, it was just Dusty, but it was like still pretty cool because he would do it. Like that's a few. That's like what five. five yeah, he would letters. do it in big. He would do it big too. Like it was kind of like a cool party trick when you're in high school and college, you know? Yeah. I was like, damn. But I mean, imagine that, like in the in the snow. This guy's got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna make it far in life with that one. Um, so, uh, Andy goes, Hey, Danielle, your boss gave you the day off. And we find out she had asked for the day off, which was huge for Danielle. Um, Paige, how many outfits were in the running for tonight? Andy asks, Paige says five. Uh, and she narrowed it down to the one with the pussy bow. Andy says, but then we find out this is not what a pussy bow is exactly. Um, Andy goes, Hey, Linz, we have a craft service where there are sandwiches at the ready. And then Andy goes, Hey, Hannah, congrats on the engagement page. Do you improve of the ring? And she goes, yeah, totally, totally. Originally she wanted a pearl necklace. And then everybody's kind of just silent because if you, know, like if you guys want to kick the kids out of the car or whatever, while I say this, what a pearl necklace is. And I had to look this up in the urban dictionary. I'm joking. Did you? No, I've, I invented the pearl necklace. I mean, you crazy? No, a pearl necklace is supposedly it's when a guy, um, you know, jizzes in and a pearl necklace around the girl's neck. <laughs> By the way, all, all of this shit, all of those stuff are like 13 year olds made up pearl necklaces, 13 year olds made up. Remember like dirty Sanchez and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Remember definitely. donkey punching? Like there was like a whole thing of like, that doesn't exist that just like, like there must've been like a, a genius team of 13 year old boys that probably went on to run the fuck Jerry account that, <laughs> yeah. you know, literally so just made up. Wouldn't it be funny if you were screwing a girl in the butt and you got duty and then you like, it's like all weird shit that like, I mean, and also if it was real, like what in the moment, something so disturbing happens where you're like uh, sexually and you're like, I got to name this. this this my friends are really gonna come after me for this one but i better i might as well make a funny name like who's the first person that invented dirty sanchez and did they try to patent it you know i mean they try to trademark that urban dictionary right away yeah oh my god this is so funny i this happened years ago and it's no longer there thank god but one time somebody sent there was an urban dictionary and it said ryan bailey and the (laughs) guess what the definition was what Great guess. Um, it says, it says, <laughs> it says, it says someone who likes to eat ass on camera. And I was like, do you have the same name as a porn star? Okay. So I was like, I was like, this was like four years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was literally like scared. Like I've never eaten ass on camera. I've, you know, I've never, and I was just like, what the, I was like, really? I was like, which one of like, who's trying to get it? Like, I like, did I get some kind of weird doxed or something? And then I, I found out, uh, there's a gay porn star named Ryan Bailey and he, his big specialty is eating ass on camera, which is like, fuck yeah, man. Ryan Bailey's doing it out there for the name. You know, like we're, we're, 
we're I know there's a Ryan Bailey that's a soccer player. Like we're legion. Yeah, you're in there's, good hands. We've got we we have the gamut of talented. You know, like there's just so much yeah, talent podcast, in the Ryan Bailey name. Podcaster, actor gay porn actor you know it'd be funny if the gay porn actor somebody Athlete. confuses like hey do you have that uh reality show podcast like it'd be funny <laughs> if they mistake the gay porn ca- for me you know <laughs> yeah and he's like what what are you talking about or what if are i'm out familiar with my work or <laughs> somebody treats me like oh ryan bailey right this way sir thinking i'm the gay porn <laughs> actor and then i think it's because they listen to the podcast anyways um <laughs> yeah or it's like you i think there used to be like an old commercial about like somebody named like Michael Jordan that used to get like the best table at the restaurant when he was making reservations. Oh, so it's totally. like, it's almost like that. Um, so, um, no one makes a joke about the pearl necklace. Um, you know, Andy's like, you know, the, you know, they did share a house for six weeks straight and then they show a clip package of all the, the fun clips over the summer. Um, Andy starts off with a softball question. Did anyone get caught in an in- inappropriate uh, in an inappropriate situation on a work Zoom call. And nobody really did except for Danielle, where she said Lindsay would sometimes come in in a bikini and she worked with male developers. Um, and I, I got to say, they did use also the word panties here. I'm not a huge fan of the word panties, but at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of the word underwear. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I like underwear more than I like panties. What about undies? <laughs> I think undies is more. I'm no, no, I mean, it's all I like. That's more like juvenile. Well, there's no name. I don't like. You know, could because you even if you say like, "Hey, take those panties off." Like, there's nothing <laughs> sexy. Take those undies off. Or like, <laughs> wait, can guys call their underwear panties? Or is that just strictly? Yeah. Why not? yeah. Oh, real quick. I just got to put panties on before the hike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it changed my panties really quick. Because if it was male, it would be pants, right? Pants and panties. Yeah. <laughs> and same with undies underwear. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he moves on. Sierra, thanks for your efforts as a nurse. She lets us know that no one notices her at her job because she's in a mask all day. She There's covers no up way her that's la- true. Well, I don't know. They do show pictures of her in her nursing outfit and... She doesn't look like Sierra. I mean, to me. No, but it's like, I'm sure I'm more just thinking like work gossip. Oh, that. Yeah. Like there's no way that she doesn't work with anyone that isn't a Bravo fan or isn't like if I, you know, if you worked with Sierra and we're friends, I was like, oh, you know, I think there's this nurse that she's also an ICU nurse. Like, do you know her? Ha ha ha. And then it turns out that it really is her. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Like, I get covering her name though, just in case people like, I would think patients would be more weird about it than, um, colleagues like, Oh, how's Luke doing? Dude, I'm just trying to make sure you don't get COVID or die from COVID. Or it was like, I was a doctor there that like really disagreed with how she treated Luke. And I'm like, I need (laughs) to see you nurse Sierra now. How dare yeah. you, Nurse Sierra? Um, but it also goes to show you, like, maybe the people that are doctors and nurses, you know, have like, fucking have their shit together and don't watch reality shows. I know that's not They're true, actually. They're all that intelligent shit on HBO and all that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're doctors and smart people, because they haven't fried all their brain cells like we have. Um, so... Paige and Hannah, did either of you get bed sores during filming? A, a listener, a viewer wanted to ask. 
Hannah says, no, you know, I, I get most of my brain power from, you know, horizontal working and relaxing, which is like, okay, cool. Was that the most relatable that Hannah's ever been to you? I mean, kind of. I'm literally laying in my bed right now. Like, I don't, like, there, it is, I kind of liked that aspect that, you know, they showed them in bed all the time. I didn't take it, like, I, I that's very much my life in a lot of ways is just, on Instagram or podcasting from my bed now. Like I moved from my desk to my bed, which I should start using my desk again. But, you know, that that's very relatable to me. I, I'm sure it's relatable to so many people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially now when like everybody's, you know, a lot more working from home than they were. So then know, Hannah two goes, summers ago. Hannah goes, is, um, Hannah says, is there, is there an age? Wait, is there an, Oh, never mind. That's when I wrote, Oh, it's weird. The age thing with the ladies and the way they were seated, the way we, we talked about that yeah. earlier. Um, so Andy's all of a sudden goes, Hey, I want to talk now about Hannah and Luke and about that relationship or non-relationship. And Carl's like, Ooh, we're just jumping into it. Um, and Andy's like, well, after all they dated, or I guess they didn't date, or I guess that depends on who you asked and how you define sex. And, you know, just, you know, his intro was about how confusing the whole thing was. Um, there was a clip of never had sex, but no, nowhere else to go but oh there was that clip of hannah going yeah we never had sex but there is nowhere else to go but in my vagina this summer (laughs) great i know which is still like i just want to know the the timeline of filming the talking heads because it's like she she was probably full-on dating des when she had to say there's nowhere else to go besides my vagina well she also said on a podcast that you know she also said on a podcast, where are you? She, she said that they, she did, she barely got talking heads this season. Like her. I don't think of, that's true. That she, that's what she said on the, I think chicks in the office podcast. She said her, her point of yeah. view wasn't really, uh, she, you know, explained that much this season. Um, okay. That's, yeah, that's her opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, but also I want to know if that's true. I want to know that, you know, Andy asks, where did you think your relationship with Luke was going? Um, and Hannah said, you know, I asked Luke about this, you know, what are we? And Luke said, I don't do labels. And then we go to, according to Luke, she said, uh, I told her we're just friends she said, glad we didn't sleep together or it would have made it harder. And these are two completely different stories from Luke and Hannah on what happened. Which has been a storyline the whole season of kind of he said, she said about this, what this relationship was or meant. You know, with this, I can say I can believe both. I mean, I can believe both happening. Yeah. I can believe them Agreed. talking a lot and thinking diff- like saying different things at different times. I can see Luke saying, I don't do labels. That sounds like kind of that artistic douchebag that he can sometimes be, you know, like, hey, you know, and that's another excuse for guys that don't want to get into commitment and are scared or they know deep down they're not the right one, but they want to still hang out with that person, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's- sometimes sleep with them not in this case but yeah um it it, so i can believe both of those things happening um but also i'm kind of upset at andy through this whole thing that i just feel like he didn't go hard enough and he didn't like i feel like we didn't get to see a big portion of this conversation and i didn't agree where this conversation ended or when it ended which we'll get into but i was just like i wanted so many more specific it's so many more specific questions about this, you know? I know. If only there was a Ryan from Los Angeles. That exactly. Yeah, right. 
Um, so, uh, Paige says, well, she definitely liked Luke, but he liked her too. I believe that. Um, and, yeah. uh, it was said, some might say a blowjob is more intimate than sex. You know, I get that. I get the sentiment behind there, but I once talked to a girl that my friend was dating that was much younger than my friend. And she said, and this wasn't a creepy conversation. She was laughing about it. She was saying to, to where she went to high school blowjobs were like less intimate than kissing at that point. Like blowjobs were nothing to the girls in her school. Like, I don't know if that speaks to everybody, but I always thought that was an interesting sentiment of like, maybe blowjobs got more common, you know, over the, over the decades. I mean, I could be totally wrong. And it definitely like, you know, if people are really worried about their body count for lack of a better term, that's like one way to not add anyone to it. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, uh, so, uh, some might, uh, so if I could go back now, I would have done it differently. Luke says, cause it affected her. I, I believe that, um, yeah. Hannah goes, a guy calling me all the time messes with your emotions a lot. Um, and Hannah says, when a guy doesn't like me, I don't have a guy still call me 24 times a day. I'm, I, you know what? I, do we really think it was 24 times or we're all just, I don't know. Of course. No, it's definitely not 24 times, but <laughs> I don't know. I got to tell you, like, I just personally, I have a lot of friends in my life, life that are girls. I have a lot of girls in my life that I talk to as friends or what I think to be as friends. Like, I don't know. Like, I could be in the wrong here. And like, I just, but also, I don't know. Like, it, it is one of those things like this story, like, really, I pay close attention to because I am friends with a lot of girls. I am. Emily, have I ever gotten creepy with you? No. Have and I, one of my best friends from college is a is a straight male. Has he ever gotten <laughs> like, creepy with you? No, he did ask me out once. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like that. But uh, I could, uh, Emily, by the you know, way, uh, was, I could say it, no to a date with him and we're still still, you know, a lifelong I consider him a lifelong friend. So I point, think my whole point is I wanna believe that men can be friends with women. I wanna believe yeah. that I, and and I grew up on a street with all girls in Olathe, Kansas, and I was friends with all of them. I did have a crush on one, Rachel Beaker, and it was not reciprocated, and that's why I don't ever ask out people ever again. Um, it's very scary for me, but um, but I, I've grown up. Like, I, I mean, I grew up, like, my dad was gone during the week. I grew up with my mom. I grew up with a street of girls. Like, I'm more comfortable talking to girls than I am with guys, and my interests are more you know, in terms of what girls like than what guys like. Um, even though I am extremely manly, we all know that, but I'm just saying, I want to believe that guys and girls can be friends. Like I, I, I really want to believe that. I, I don't know. Like, but this, this stuff does confuse me, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like, is that just an excuse that people that like may not the show in general, but like people can use as like, Oh, it'll never work out. They can never be friends or any guy and girl friendship. They secretly like want to bang, which I well, don't think is true. No, I don't think that. I definitely don't think that's true. But I, but also I think, you know, like there have, you know, I, I but I have been in situations where, you know, people have had feelings that I have not been able to reciprocate that are uh, in a friend thing. But I, I feel like I made it clear that like, I can't, you know, like, I, so I, I, but it is. But it, I don't know, but that's like really few and far between, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. But like, you have like, one you of those should, situations. But then you're not really good be friends, friends with girls. are also few and far between in life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, it is one of those weird, I don't know. I do think about that a lot. So, it, so I think this is, to me, a very interesting thing, a very interesting storyline. And I would have liked more information specifically about it. Because to me, it is like kind of a core question as I get older of like, well, what is acceptable? Like, is it weird that I have a bunch of friends that are girls? Like, is that a weird thing? And then how do you Have you, you ever know- been put in a situation where a female friend was dating a guy that like wasn't into you guys being friends? Wait, say that one more time. Like, have you ever had a really close female friend that was dating a guy that was like, oh, like, I don't like Ryan Shady or oh, Ryan no, fuck no. you or whatever? You know what? No, I'm like a really um, non-threatening in that way, I believe. I, I don't feel like I come off threatening, or at least I didn't when I was younger. Um, maybe the beard now does it, but, um, (laughs) no, but like also when I've met my friends, boyfriends or whatever, I've usually really gotten along with them. Like I no, So no, I've never had, I'm trying to think if there's been one, uh, nothing's coming to mind, but let me keep thinking. I think I would know, but no, no. Yeah. I think that would like come off, come off easier. Like, oh yeah. Like my friend. Oh, Absolutely wait, there was that guy. guy. There was that guy that John. body slammed me. Yeah, wait, never mind. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. John drunkenly punched me at a bar once because <laughs> I was friend- friendly with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess no stories like that come up then. Um. So, yeah, no, but I mean, no, I have had, but I will say, like, I have had somebody, I've had, I've had friends in my life or I had a friend in my life that did like uncomfortably push me a couple of times where I tried to nicely tell them that that made me uncomfortable and don't like get drunk and tell me you want to make out with me. Like it, like out of the blue, like it makes me feel weird, you know, like I've, I've said that. And then that person kept doing it. And eventually that did, that was one of the main factors in not being able to ever be like honest with this, like honest with this person. And then eventually like led to like not talking with this person anymore because it was just so uncomfortable. It was like, I don't know. I, I, or like even trying to convince that person that like, yo, a friendship with me is way better than a romantic relationship with me potentially, (laughs) you know, like I'm just, I'm out of a divorce. Like that's not you. Why would you want to be in a relationship? Like I had to badmouth myself to make this person feel good about me not liking them in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like how, but that's so dark, but that's so dark where you're like, I remember one time going, am I just bad mouthing myself to get this person to like, realize that I'm a better friend than I am like uh, a romantic partner. Like it felt weird. You got to do. My therapist was like, this is not good. You should not be bad mouthing yourself to make somebody else feel better, you know? Um, But I, I don't know. That was, I always think that's, and I guess like when you like somebody and that, you know, like you, you sometimes don't think straight and you have to get far away from that to get a little perspective. And, but also I feel like with Hannah, like I feel that's the scary part is that we t- then tell ourselves stuff to make ourselves the hero in the situation or the yeah. misunderstood one instead of actually seeing what that situation was, you know? And I know what the story I yeah. just told is and not exactly the same. she has so many yes people around her. Well, I mean, every one like of that friends, cast does. also random people on the internet. <laughs> I mean, every one of that cast has yes people around them, but I feel like that comes with being on TV. You know, yeah. is, is that does come with this uh, for the most part. So, 
God, there's so much to talk about in this. Man, Summer House is good. Um, Okay, so Lindsay jumps in and literally is like, Hannah, you were literally dating someone else. Another guy's dick was in your vagina, which is like <laughs> Lindsay's going for it. Paige yeah. says, Paige says, so why can't, uh, why can't she play the field? Luke says, well, you were throwing me under the bus. And Carl's like, oh, this is so brutal. And then they cut to commercial. Um, they come back and Andy says, you know, I have zero judgment, Hannah, of you having sex before you went into the house. Like, also, I don't care about Hannah. Like, fuck, Hannah is like a, a good looking girl that has stuff going on. Like, of course, people are going to want to sleep with her. Of course, she might want to sleep with people. if That's her thing. I think the point was that she went in acting like she had almost been saving herself for Luke and that Luke had been leading her on. So she was saving herself for Luke. And that's why the thing with Sierra was so damaging because that's just not where her head was at at all was that she was not seeing other people, but now Luke was, and that's why it was so horrifying, you know? Yeah. And we didn't know about Des until the season was like three quarters done. So you know, it's like, no wonder the viewers were like kind of confused or upset or whatever. Cause we're like, Oh, yeah. you've been doing this like Luke slander. Like I thought, yeah, you were kind of saving yourself for Luke. And it turns out you were really seeing someone else, which is fine, but just like be more honest about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I want to understand really badly, but at the same time in this certain situation, they both are at fault. They both handled this pretty poorly. It's just that Hannah Hort, Holt, Hannah did it in the house to make Luke look bad. I feel when Luke did and his weird shit outside of the house, and like I feel like Luke did get the punishment that you know for leading Hannah on. If you consider that to be true, he definitely got punished for that. Yeah, and I but I think you know he ended the season on a lot higher note than he came in with. I think. Yes, he did. I mean, I mean, he, I feel like he had not a glow up season, not a, I mean, it was like a, just a mix. Yeah. It was like an up and down season, but I think it ended on a positive note for him. Um, and I'm sure he'll have plenty of girls in his DMs to, you know, make himself feel better. And I'm sure his oh, jewelry totally. line is taking off and I, he was rocking some rings. So I bet those oh, were his, I really, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm really, like, I want to know if I can pull off a Luke ring. I said this on the pod the other day. I'm kind are of they now upset. I think they're like 150, 160 bucks. So yeah, they are. I can't. Okay. They are handmade. I'm so. just hoping that Luke listens to the podcast right and he's like, let's throw this guy a free ring, you know? Yeah. Maybe you, maybe speaking of promo codes, maybe you can get a little promo code. Could you imagine if I all of a sudden in a post was wearing a Luke Gulbranson ring? Like that's fucking like, Than- <laughs> that's like Thanos from the Marvel universe. With the guitar. Yeah. yeah. You, have to go, you have to really lean into being Luke though. Oh, I could do it. I'm going to go as Luke for yeah. Halloween. I think either that or Bolo. <laughs> Both. Yeah. This um, year, everybody's going to be like so excited to party and everything again that you're, we're going to have plenty of invites for Halloween parties. So, um, so Andy says he has zero judgment of having sex before in the house. Um, did you view it as fun or it might be something more? And Hannah says, yeah, I hadn't had sex in a while and I had sex and I enjoyed it, which is like, yeah, great. Awesome. I have no, and as we learned, it was their second date. Yeah. I have no fucking problem from, from Des. Paige said, uh, Paige, you are Hannah's best friend. Did you think she was in a relationship with Luke? 
Um, and Paige is like, no, but it definitely was a guy she was talking to. But may I point out, she admits, admittedly, she was talking to four guys in the house, you know? Yeah, true. So, um, Paige goes, we were doing giggly squat every night over the pandemic and she would sometimes let me go at midnight cause Luke was calling past 9 PM. Luke, um, <laughs> Kyle goes, I don't want to blow up anything, but I saw her FaceTime in a different guy than even Des in the house, which I thought was amazing. I love that. Well, I was almost shocked. They didn't cut to a little, like never before seen clip, but I guess the producers weren't being that shady. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. It was very, yeah. very weird. Um, or I'd be like, that was my cousin. It was his birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so uh, I, I, Hannah says, I was talking to three guys. Luke says, well, then why did you treat me the way you did? I think that's a fair question, you guys. Like, it very doesn't make so. sense. Like, if she was talking to all these guys, why did she paint it? Like, this was like this tragedy. Why didn't she, like, if she was talking to three guys and playing the field, why didn't she be like, all's fair in love and war? Got you, bro. I'll be back with my two other guys over here. Talk to you later. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm on having FaceTime sex with Des and another one tomorrow. Yeah, I'm showing my areolas to all these other guys, you know? Um, yeah. Exactly. Amanda goes, we all watched the same show, right? Like, I mean, and that was really my thought was like, what the fuck was I watching? Hannah says the perception was that I was in love with Luke. Um, and he didn't tell me about Sierra. And then Sierra told me all this stuff he said about me. And this was my question too, is that, and it especially comes up when we find out more Sierra information, but I just find it hard to believe that Sierra didn't watch the show before coming on the show. I never believe that when any Bravo person says that. Like but also, whether it's Housewives but or maybe, whoever, but maybe she didn't because I wouldn't. Uh, but maybe she didn't because I wouldn't understand then why she would be not seeing the the relationship between Hannah and Luke. Like you could see the the relationship last season between Hannah and Luke, where if she did watch it, like I'm just like, what part of her wouldn't watch? It would have really helped things smooth things over, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or even as we were talking about with like friends and stuff of you're like, Oh, I'm talking to this guy and this is his Instagram. They're like, Oh, have you watched the show that's like in his bio or whatever? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you would just be curious even when they were dating. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So Danielle says you took no responsibility. And Kyle says he wants to jump off a fucking cliff. He says that on the side. I love the little asides that they show, but you know, the other people can't hear on stage. So it's really kind of fun. Um, Andy says, you see how you were borderline obsessing with Luke. That's how it came off. Were you ever in love with Luke? And Paige says, um, and she goes, Paige, was I in love ever in love with Luke? And Paige goes, no, move on. I think we're done with this. And Carl's like, yeah, we're done. And I'm like, no, we are not oh, fucking are done. I'm like, wait, who the fuck? I'm like, no, 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 no. Paige and Carl don't get to say when we're done. I say when we're No, Andy says when we're done. <laughs> yeah, Andy says when we're done. But like, were you satisfied or even like less confused at all by the, like, nothing happened in that. We got nothing. Yeah, that's what I was like, again, of like, was there a lot? Was this going, this conversation happening for an hour? And we didn't get to see it and they were just like over it or what? 
because makes, we did not see enough. Makes no sense to me. And I was so infuriated when Paige says we're done. Like, Andy's got to get some fucking balls. Like, I mean, I don't think he's a coward, but he's got to realize that doesn't fly. And he goes, no, we'll be done when I say we're done. We've got a couple more questions. Hang back, you know? Like, because I did not get, yeah, I did not like, get any on, answers here. Like, also, I want to hear, okay, were you in love, Lynn? I mean, Hannah, were you in love? Because also if she admitted she was potentially in love or thought she was also, that would make a lot more sense for me, you know, for behaving the way yeah, she did, which is totally fair. If you're like, yeah, I loved him. And then you're like, okay, that's why you were acting. Um, <laughs> and Danielle uh, throws out a comment. Well, we all know the reality of the situation. Um, Luke surprise. Um, um, Luke surprise. Uh, brought Sierra to the reunion. What could go wrong? Oh yeah. He was just talking about Sierra bringing, uh, Sierra to the house. And he asked how is Sierra so immaculate in person, but has the messiest room. Did you even ever bother to unpack? And she said, my bed is a better holding place than, uh, drawers. And, uh, Kyle was like, yeah, the laptop hanging on the, uh, edge of the bed was kind of triggering for a lot of people. Um, it is, I mean, literally guys, just want to remind you, the bed is one thing. She left a full shit in the toilet without flushing it. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, it's not just a dirty bed. I mean, There's bed schmed, but I mean, what the fuck's up with, like, leaving the shit in the, you know, like, I mean. Yeah, like, we're all adults here, so. I mean, my only should thought. should be able to flush by now. My only thought, and this is interesting, was if she was talking to a guy that she was kind of digging and didn't want to hear, didn't want him to hear a toilet flush. But wouldn't you hear the dropping? <laughs> Sorry, that's well, can, so gross. Can I tell you something, Emily? I've been <laughs> I've been pooping for the last hour and a half on this podcast. Have you heard? A thing? I knew you were tweeting about stomach issues. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was last prediction. Night. Um, so I, I just thought that was. I mean, Sierra is just a messy person. This is, and this is why you got to remember, people. I'm sure there's a third of the audience listening that will someday be in a reality show. You got to think that shit out. Remember, be a clean person at least on TV. And Hannah's even like, oh yeah, like now we know like where the cameras point, so we know where not to put. Like we're just dirty behind the camera. We're uh, around the camera. Hannah, yeah, you seem pretty dirty in front of the camera too. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, and in the shower and all that. Uh, Hannah, your reaction was a bit of an overreaction to Sierra's arrival. Hannah says, yeah, I was a little cringe, a little corny and overdone, but would rather that than be mean, which I'm like, no, I've seen you be mean, Hannah. Like, I mean, I, I don't think that was necessarily your, I just thought you were like trying to like overcompensate for being caught off guard uh, about this. And I believe her being nice to Sierra really in the end, really, Gave her a friend fan for life with Sierra. Like Sierra will agree with anything that Hannah says now, you know? Yeah. And Sierra, you know, defended her a lot during this episode. And it looks like in the next episode too. So, yeah. Um, is it Carl? You said Sierra. Hose over. Hose over. Hose over. Or whatever. You got that. You got there. Um, Carl says, uh, Carl, you said Sierra was the hottest girl to ever walk in the house. What was it about Sierra? And he's always great smile. I worked in the dental industry for a while. Um, I got to tell you that there was a laugh. I got to tell you, Carl really wins easy laughs with this group. Like sometimes Carl's he's like, okay, that's kind of funny. But like anything he says is like hysterical to these people. That's why it pays to be good looking and to like try to be a good person. Oh, absolutely. And everything was like, tee 
and even like in the house too. Yeah. Um. Uh. So what? You hooked up with okay. Who who do you think? Uh, then he asked Sierra, "Who do you think was the cutest guy in the house?" And Sierra goes, "Carl." And I'm like, "Wait a sec! You thought Carl, even though you came in with Luke, and that was a possible love interest for you?" <laughs> I know that was a little shady. They should have cut to Luke. To but see what, shit, shit like that makes me said. scared to ever have a girlfriend because then I'm just gonna think my girlfriend is like I'm walking into every room and she's like, she's sizing up this room and thinking of all the guys that are hotter than me, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I'll be alone <laughs> forever. Funny, though. Um, so, um, Andy says, you hooked up with Luke and said he has a creative mind. And then she goes, well, I was abstinent for a year and a half after this. Uh, and she says, well, it was just purposeless sex. We were both rebounding off of each other. You know, I needed some solitude. And Andy goes, Luke, if I had a fling with a woman that caused her to live a life of abstinence, I, it might emasculate me. And Luke goes like, well, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and I give her respect for it, which is just amazing. Like, I mean, by the way, there is nothing wrong with yeah, abstinence. He missed the, he missed the plot. I know oh, totally. Like a two-week-old meme, but he it, missed the plot there. There's nothing wrong with abstinence. There's nothing. And I, and I probably... I imagine for people that have sex with a bunch of different people or, you know, even sex that you're not fully into, I, I imagine at times it might be able to be confusing for those people. I don't know. I've never, I've never had a sex with enough people where I've questioned like, what are you doing, bro? You know, but I could see maybe that you could feel that way and feel maybe gross individually. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And I'm sure there's more of like a, depending on like how you grew up. I think that's part yeah. of it too. Like if if you grew up like in a more religious household, maybe there's a bit more shame associated with it. Things like that. Yeah. Um, Sierra says, you know, we were in that place. Emo- we were in a place emotionally, um, you know, at one point I, but then I got ghosted by Luke and he blocked me off all social media for eight months. And then I'm like, how the fuck did she get on the show? Like, that's why I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need a, a I need a timeline for a lot of things on the show. I need a timeline. I need a Lindsay timeline the on blocking, this. Blocking, uh, unblocking the between unblocking and then reaching out, and then communicating enough that you're comfortable going on a TV show with them. A lot of questions. Yeah, I have a lot of questions here, and it just and I hopefully we'll get some next. Cause I'm just like, did you unblock for eight months ago? Hey, do you want to be on a reality show and like rekindle yeah, things? Yeah, like, hey, quick question. Hope you've been well. Um, I have a proposition for you. Um, he said he blocked her because he got back together with his ex, uh, and I explained that to her. But after the fact, and listen, that seems to be. I've heard a lot of guys do that. You know, I mean, it doesn't make it right, but it is. No, probably but I'm what sure happened. It's just more and like, by the way, it's yeah. it's shitty. It must it must have made her feel like shit. It sucks. And you know, yeah, obviously, and I'm sure the ex maybe asked him to. Oh, a hundred percent. But ex this, asked me to. Yeah. Sure, but at the same time, it's Luke's. You know, like he couldn't step up to the plate and be honest about it. And there are things in my life that I've not been able to step up to the plate and be honest about because I thought it would hurt somebody's feelings too much. I've been there, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make my approach right. It doesn't make his approach right. It's a very hurtful thing, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, he had to address it head on, which is more than, you know, you're, you would probably never be in the situation where you'd have to address it head on 
while being recorded. Maybe. Yeah. But Luke says, you know, as of friends right now with Sierra, he goes, I was a bit frustrated about uh, the, the season, you know, and we're cordial. But right now I'm kind of indifferent to a friendship with her, with her. I wish you nothing but the best. And Lindsay says, I hate when guys do that. And she's like, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. You wish her a decent life. I have no clue what Lindsay's <laughs> means here. I don't know. I know me either. That was like, again, that felt like we we missed the plot. Yeah, and Carl's like, Carl, that we missed. Carl even laughs and goes, so bizarre. It was just bizarre. Um, we come back from break. Andy says, looking at the back of Luke's hair, uh, hey, uh, you got a haircut. And we find out Andy's not a fan of the man bun. Um we go into the Lindsay and Stravi stuff and the timeline is brought up. Um, you know, we have the clip of Lindsay going officially dating for a year, engagement, marriage, babies, their fights. Uh, your version of good is not good, good, good enough for me. We find out you only, they only lasted 17 days in living together in quarantine. What made you think you could survive in the summer house? Andy asks, she said, well, I thought, you know, we'd be around friends. We'd have space, a yard, a tennis court, a pool. Um, Danielle, what was your first reaction when you found out uh, that Lindsay was bringing Stravi? Danielle said, well, that was, I thought it was going to be a lot. Kyle says, yeah, it's like a headfirst dive with uh, Lindsay and all the guys. Um, and uh, Kyle like, yeah, I was worried about him. Did you feel bad treating Stravi uh, poorly at your birthday dinner? And she's like, yeah, but that was a hard day. My best friend's brother just passed away and it made me feel the emotions he was feeling. And not once did Stravi check in on me to see how I was feeling. Um, and I think that's interesting. I don't know if that's, a you know, doesn't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's it, okay. I, I don't know. I don't, Stravi, yeah, I don't know if Stravi would have felt the need to check in with Lindsay regarding how she was feeling about Carl's brother's death versus checking in with Carl about how he was handling yeah. a very stressful situation. I thought that was like a little bit like, it's, it's not all about you. It's also about Carl and his family. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, but also Stravi just doesn't seem like, I mean, we know this now to be emotional enough for Lindsay as a partner. Like he doesn't seem like the person that really can satisfy her emotional needs or would even think to check in potentially. And that doesn't make him a bad person at all. No, no. Um, That's just the truth. Andy loves the timeline of Lindsay's timeline, but how much was he aware of the timeline and did he co-sign? And Lindsay goes, good question. He said, uh, she's like, I showed him six months pre-pandemic and he was fine with it totally. Um, Annie makes the point, Hannah, you're following Lindsay's timeline more than Lindsay is. And she goes, Hannah goes, I always looked up to Lindsay as a good friend and a strong woman. And, you know, you don't have to dim your light for anyone. It, it, you know, when it happens, it'll just happen and it'll feel effortless. And I can't tell if this is Hannah with a little dig at Lindsay or if this was complimenting. That's Lindsay. kind of how I felt it was. I was like, this I don't is know, again, if we're reading. Too exactly. Hard I don't know if I'm just predispositioned to not believe Hannah's things she says this could especially be with Lindsay who she had beef with the beginning yeah. of the season um Lindsay you kept getting mad at him for working too much during the day Lindsay Lindsay says no he wasn't working I don't think he was running away and then Hannah's like uh I caught him playing Minecraft and everybody's like no way and she's like no no joking but that is like I mean I mean could you imagine if he just sat at a desk for like 12 hours a day just to fake it <laughs> I know, just doing nothing. And I mean, I feel like that says more about how he didn't want to hang out with them. Yeah. 
Um, like, like, okay, I'm going to fake, um, you know, doing, being this hardworking because I, I hate you all so much. I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle says, you know, Lindsay needs someone who is confident and doesn't care how successful she is. I definitely saw, saw a different side of Stravi this summer. summer. And Lindsay's like, yeah, it's like when you order on Amazon and then you get something different. Um, Sierra did these things. I don't remember. Do you remember him last season? Maybe like, yeah, I remember him towards the the beginning of quarantine. I like barely remember. I totally remember him from last season. Yeah. Because yes, totally. And she was like, Oh, this is out of the blue. And she was feeling something. And I remember he was always wearing hats. Um, Uh, but yeah, uh, Sierra also says, yeah, I need someone emotionally available and mature and someone who's going to show up and be present and want to fix things. And in the way I need to be loved, um, in the way that I need to be loved. Um, did anyone make a bet on how long Stravi would be in the house? Uh, and they all made bets. Page one and Hannah owes page $20. (laughs) Um, Carl goes, I made a bet, uh, but it was in my head and everybody laughs again. Like Carl's a fucking know, like Jerry Seinfeld. I know that's what okay. I'm telling you. It pays to be good looking and working on yourself. Like you'll be the funniest person in the room. Um, yeah, I'm totally sober. No, by the way, it's just like, you know, they should just like cut to Carl and he should be showing his abs and that would be the real thing we're like giving him credit for, you know? I know. And we're all just like, tee hee, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> um, Lindsay, we find out, doesn't do birth control because she's already an emotional person. So they do the pull and pray, which is not to be confused with the spray and pray, which is what Kyle <laughs> accidentally called it. Because um, I fucked up on that one. And, and by the way, when you're having sex with a girl, like, do you like right before go, we're going to pull and pray on this one? Like, do you you obviously set that beforehand, right? Or. um, Yeah, I would think you would. Or does the girl go spray? Because I mean, you kind of have to be like, where where is it going to go? Needs to be a conversation too. God, that would be wild if a girl was just like, no, in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel really, yeah, that should be a, a conversation before. <laughs> um, Kyle and Amanda uh, have had countless arguments in the past, but this summer, no fighting or to- tears. Lindsay says, "I've seen you guys, been with you guys for five summers, and, and have never seen you in a better place." Did the practice wedding make you feel like we should, you guys should just elope? And she's, he's like, yeah, you know, but uh, my parents would kill us, but definitely. Um, what do you attribute the change in Kyle and Amanda's relationship? Carl says Amanda has definitely made him a, a grown ass man, a better person. Um, she is 99% the reason why Kyle has improved so much. Um, Andy asks, Amanda, how do you feel about his tendency to get drunk and have fights? There's a clip package of him having fights and getting drunk. Amanda says, well, you have to pick your battles. It's what I love about him that he's able to let loose. Uh, but it, and it also, I realize is an attractive quality that people seem to enjoy that energy of his, of his. But I also, I personally is like one day it probably won't be that cute, you know, but I do see what she's saying that you have to pick your battles. She can't be mad every time. And that seems like he gets energy from it in a weird way. Yeah. And that's completely fair. You know? You- yeah. You like, especially that relationship. It's like, you know, he used to cheat on her and now he just like gets drunk and pees outside. So if that's the worst of it, then it's not that bad. That would be funny if like that's in the future. That's how it, how it works. You know, just pee. He's like by himself and he's loving it. You know, like that's all it takes for him to be happy is just to pee outside, you know? (laughs) 
I mean, it's truly the simple things in life. I mean, it kind of is. Like, it's those little... You know, it's so funny. I... Uh, you know, I was watching Atlanta, not Real Housewives, but the show Atlanta, and I... There was a moment where I was like, God, I'm really happy right now, you know, and I was like, those are few and far between. And it was just watching a stupid sitcom, you know, not a, not a stupid. It was a great sitcom, but I had that, you know, thing. The simple pleasures, the simple. Exactly. Exactly. Amelia. Can I call you Amelia? <laughs> Would that be a, has anybody done that? Sure. Well, your favorite. No, I mean, your favorite. Uh, Amelia Bedelia Hamlin. daughter. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Me and, uh, as long when I start dating Scott, obviously I'm a little too old for him, but. That's the thing. We all say Scott's gross, but all you women would probably date him. I know with the hair though, the platinum blonde, anytime a man dyes his hair, anytime anyone dyes their hair platinum blonde, it's a cry for help. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think universal, I think it's something's happening there, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, I feel like he's been going through you know, a midlife crisis for a while now, but yeah. Teach their own. That's me being, yeah. that's me being above it. Teach their own. Um, <laughs> Lindsay says as someone who gets activated a lot, will it, um, you know, will it affect things further down the line? She says, uh, she says Kyle wasn't really angry a lot this summer and Hannah and Paige, we see snicker. Uh, but it mainly came out in the boys fight. She says, and Hannah, Daniel says, <laughs> and then it says, well, it comes out when he's drinking. Kyle says, yeah, uh, you know, if something in the house is bothering people for weeks, I'll usually be the one that'll take the bullet and come out with it, you know? And Hannah's like, well, I haven't been that vocal at all. Kyle says, you know, we recorded our summers, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the best one-liner. Um, you know, Kyle, and she goes, Kyle, if you watch it back, I don't, you know, try to do anything to Amanda. And she goes, I've seen you try to convince Amanda to leave me. Amanda says, well, not exactly like that. And she says she's never said those words exactly. Danielle says, but you you being there for Amanda is also a stretch, Hannah. Hannah says, I was like, this summer, I was like, damn, they're really in a good place. Fuck you, Hannah. That's a lie. That I mean, yeah, that's just a lie. That's, that's a, a but, lie. But, but that's, just, that's an easy lie. That's a lie that, that can be uh, repudiated with, with video evidence multiple times and on podcasts. You didn't think that at all. You know, that's just not true. That was it, another moment where I was shocked that the producers didn't, you know, roll the clip, as Lisa Barlow would say. I mean, if you lie about the little things, you're going to lie about the big things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And once you start lying about the little things, it gets easier to lie about the big things. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so Andy says uh, the trash, it's, it, you know, Andy brings up the trash, but it was more about trashing each other. They show clips of the fighting. Hannah says, if Kyle turns to me and curses to me, I'll tell him to stop. Cu- oh, yeah. Hannah was like, you know, I was telling myself, if Kyle turns to me and curses to me, I'll tell him to stop coming for me and other people. So, like, Hannah was, like, fighting. If you, you were to believe the statement, Hannah was fighting some battle for the whole group instead of just for her. She's <laughs> Which like, is, like, a very kind of narcissistic thought. But, but to stop coming for me and the, and every and people, like, who else was Luke coming for? Or, or who else was Kyle coming for? It, it was it just confused me, you know. And I don't think yeah, it was like right. Kyle I think it was, was just coming Hannah. for anyone because he didn't have a reason to. It was just Hannah, you know. Mm. Amanda says, "Well, why are guys not allowed to speak to you like that, but you're allowed to yell at me?" And you know, Hannah's like, "You threw a drink at me," and she's like, "Do you know why I threw a drink at you?" <laughs> uh, she's like, "Cause you said I was a doormat," and Paige kind of agrees with Amanda or shakes her head. 
And we all raise our voices at each other, Amanda. Uh, Amanda says, we're a family. Luke says, when Kyle, uh, Hannah goes, Luke told me when Kyle raises his voice, just ignore it. But then when Kyle yelled at Luke, he almost beat the shit out of everyone. You know, that's a fair point. That That is, yeah, I mean, that absolutely. is true. He did get completely angry. Um, you know, what's so funny. I'm so desensitized. When I saw that Luke angry thing, you know, I thought that was getting angry, but I didn't think of it in the terms of like, they were actually scared that night, you know? Like, yeah. I, did, I, I think didn't think of it. Like, thought, like Luke was going to hurt himself or others, but they totally were. I'm sure they to- totally were scared. You know, like that, that I mean, I mean, I, maybe they were, and that's something that I need to think about it, you know, but I don't know. It just, so, um, Hannah goes, I do yell and I take full responsibility. And Kyle says, you have not taken any responsibility yet. And this is when she goes, I dealt with this all summer and it's really triggering for me. And she starts shaking and she, to me, what looks like fake crying. Crocodile I don't, tears. Well, I don't see any tears. So it's like somebody that's shaking. She's like trying upset. to force it out. Yeah. Which I do believe she's upset here. I just don't believe she was at a crying thing. Like I, and I don't know, this is what I'm going to ask you as a woman, Emily. Can you get yourself to tears in a second if you wanted to? Yes. <laughs> and I okay. have. Okay. Yeah. But I, think he... it's easy. I think it's, and I think I wouldn't be shocked. Kyle brings this up in a few minutes, but of the, oh, now we're in acting school. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if she had, like, um, like somebody that you had on the pod that, like, housewives can kind of quote unquote hire to kind of help with like their image. Like I wouldn't be shocked if she did some acting classes or, you know, had somebody like a real, a reality TV professor or something yeah. kind of coaching her. I mean, but also I, I give credit to women and I'm not joking is that I do believe women have a, a deep emotional pool and they can access their emotions easier. And I say that as a compliment more than a negative and the feel, I mean like women can feel so deeply that that's in uh, that's impressive sometimes. It's not something like I mean you can make fun of it sure, but like it's kind of cool. It's like damn, like you can feel things so much deeper than guys can a lot of times. You know, I, I don't incl- I I feel like I have very girl emotional range, but a lot of guys don't. Yeah, agreed. Like I don't think Carl or you know Luke even would be acting like that. And both Carl and Luke have been pretty emotional on the show. But I don't think they have that kind of range, like you said. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So uh, Kyle goes, acting school is in session. Like you said, Hannah says, I really just want the best for you guys. I really do. And I'm like, I don't believe you do. That's not anything that you said, like at all. You know, even you didn't want to be invited to their wedding. You said that to the producer on the final episode. Paige says, you never tell Hannah when she's wrong or delusional. I'm her friend. Oh, yeah. Because they asked like, Paige, why don't you ever tell her when she's wrong? She's a, and she said, I'm her friend, not her mom. When she does something I don't agree with, it's not my place or my job. It's my job as a friend to listen to her. I did the other thing previously the summer before with Luke. So this summer I stayed a little bit more quiet. I mean, that is really how most friends treat their friends sometimes is that they don't really tell their friends when they're doing something wrong and they really do just listen. And that does seem to be Paige's modus operandi for dealing with her and with Amanda. It just seems like that's why she plays both sides of the fence really good. Yeah. And yeah, and she does it well. She's almost like the opposite of Danielle, who will tell Lindsay to her face that she's the problem in the relationship. Yeah. There's a clip of Hannah saying the one like, never bring up my dad again after that conversation <laughs> with Kyle. Um, you know, and we, you know, asked what's the line between toxic masculinity and Matt and Lindsay says, 
you know, we can get into fights equally. It doesn't matter that they're they're men. Yeah. Hannah says, it's not a card I play. It's an individual. Kyle says, Hannah uses buzzwords to make men in her lives look bad, mis- misogynistic, all of those words. Daniel says, true, it's toxic masculinity when she is the person who brings it out. Most times, Hannah, you are the most toxic person in the house. And Luke goes, thank you. Hannah says, what have I done to you? And he says, Hannah, she's giving you constructive criticism. Danielle says, you're creating the things happening to you. That is what, you know, as what was going on, watching it back, I didn't appreciate it with the the Amanda stuff. I didn't think you were a good friend. So basically what Danielle is saying is you created a lot of these things that were happening to you. Watching it back, that's kind of what you did. And I got to say, you know, Danielle really is a little bit of a voice of reason, even though she's Lindsay's real good friend. But you got to remember here, she's not sticking up for Lindsay in this moment. She's not sticking up for Lindsay in any way. This is about Amanda and Hannah and Kyle, you know, um, Kyle says, that is my biggest beef with you that you let, um, you let, you hung out, you hung Amanda out to dry. Um, there's clips of Hannah telling Amanda, I'm so over this toxic friendship. And then Kyle goes, you are a shit friend of the people who are close to you. Um, you even said, we are not friends. Sierra said, yeah, but why can't that be their fight to Kyle? She wants this just to be Hannah and Amanda's fight. And Kyle goes, yeah, unfortunately, I, I fight Amanda's battles for her. I do like Kyle's acceptance of that fact. He's not, see, this is accepting of like, he's accepting he did something, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't really seem like he's going to change either. No, but like, but it's nice to say, you know, it's like, okay, Hannah, could you accept something that you've done? You know, like Kyle's accepting that he does this. Um, And Hannah says, Kyle, you need to stop villainizing me when I've never said anything about you. And I'm like, you're on a fucking different planet than me right now. True. Like just truly yeah. a different planet. I mean, and good insane. for her, I guess she just lives in her own world. Um, and this is important. Like Carl and Danielle, Danielle are like, Carl's like, come on, Hannah, you can't do that stuff. This is, you know, like you can't do this. Cause even Carl's like, come on, this is not true. Um, and Kyle goes, she seems to forget we ended the summer on good terms, you know? Um, this is when it's brought up that she said, you're only friends with Kyle cause you're paid to be. Hannah says, Kyle has some heated arguments that we, Hannah says me and Kyle have had some heated arguments that you have not seen. Kyle said, everything you got, uh, you know, you got in life is because of me. And Kyle goes, no, I was responding to your mean comment. Then that's what you're leaving out. And Hannah's like, yeah, I said some crazy shit this summer. And he goes, you said on a dozen podcasts uh, that what you left out um, or you said on a dozen podcasts what you said before I said that comment. You said those on all these podcasts. Sierra says, well, well, I think both things are equally fucked. Sierra, let let this be their argument. Not your bottle. Sierra, let this be their argument, okay? Um, Yeah, she just was probably like, oh, I haven't spoken in a second i haven't stood up for my girl in a second page says he doesn't hold grudges page says kyle doesn't hold grudges and hannah remembers everything so it's going to be hard to bridge this uh, gap um we were in a good place hannah says amanda says what you did in my bathroom she to amanda hannah says we were in a good place amanda says what you did in my bathroom and what you said about me, we weren't in a good place. Kyle says, yeah. you were talking about me shit about me three days ago on a podcast. 
Carl says, here's the deal. You make a meme and you lay into it, but these are our real lives. And you said things that really hurt us. You said I had a drug problem. And Hannah's like, I never said you had a drug problem. Mm-hmm. Um, she did say he had a drug. She said he snorted Adderall yeah. until he bled, um, which is probably true, but also something that she shouldn't reveal on a podcast because that is his personal life that is not even shown on TV. And he is a real person that does get real jobs and things like that. And it's just something that you don't say, Right. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, we don't know if it's true. Like, and it's a little presumptuous to assume Hannah's never done any drugs. Like, you know, it's let's not, you know, come on, Hannah, let's not assume that people don't think you've also tried Adderall because you're also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At brunch after. Yeah. Being out all night. And Paige goes, Hannah did some shitty things, sure, you know, this summer, but she's not a bad friend. Andy goes, Amanda or Kyle, can you give examples of things she said on podcast? Hannah says, well, it was all career related. Kyle says, I'm committed to keeping this level headed and work things out. I'm interested in having a good time with the people I care about. That's what Kyle said right there in the moment and at the, yeah. at the reunion. Uh, was your apology to Kyle real? Um, your housemates don't think it was because we go back to Hannah's apology to Kyle midway through the season when she said, you're the man. Hannah says, my apology to the group was genuine. I had watched too many maf- mafia movies at that point. It was so petty. I didn't watching- get that. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. It was so petty watching it back now. I said, I'm sorry um, to relieve the tension. The issue is he wanted to feel good about himself. It's his ego. He had no issue with me the rest of the summer. And like, yeah, you did stoke his ego. He does like when people compliment him and when everybody is getting along. But you also said you didn't mean the apology in a lot of the other podcasts. So he, as a real <laughs> yeah, person, so what's he, the truth here? so Kyle, you got to remember, takes this as reality, even though it's a reality show. And so he does yeah. get his feelings really butthurt. So he does hear that this apology wasn't true. So um, Carl says, come on, Hannah, we love you, but come on. Lindsay says, okay, let's break the fourth wall for a moment. We're a group of friends that share a summer house. Um, and this is just, you know, that's what the, the thing is. That's what the whole plot line of the show is. Uh, Hannah goes, I do 12 podcasts. You know, I do a lot of podcasts. Uh, there is no remorse. You literally said I'm fake. Kyle says, she said the exact thing on a podcast yesterday. Kyle gets up. You are the most self-absorbed person on this stage. (laughs) Really? Like I tweeted the other night, huge fucking night for podcasts. The podcast visibility. Thank you guys for mentioning podcasts so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I took this, you know, Danny Pellegrino was mentioned Two judgy girls was mentioned someday. I hope to get mentioned. What a huge, what a huge night for podcast visibility. It's going to keep becoming more and more huge for podcasts within other Bravo shows too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the end. And then next week, you guys, we get something where Luke breaks the fourth wall and says something so disturbing that Hannah cries and leaves. What do you think it is, Emily? I don't know. I didn't see the preview. My DVR cut it off. Oh my God. He says, I'm going to break the fourth wall. And then she goes, that is really emotionally manipulate like something really bad. And then she walks off. And what I think is going to be said, I think she, he's going to say that production wanted him to get into a relationship with Hannah, maybe. And it wasn't his idea to begin with. Maybe? Oh, that would be interesting. But would Brava let that air? Hell like, yeah. She the, walks off. Um, yes. No, but let Luke say, like, you, the puppet master wanted me to 
Bravo being the puppet master wanted me to get into a fake relationship and I wasn't down. Well, maybe, but I will say, you know, may, well, I mean, cause even when I interview the Bravo celebrities, I have to always cut out the shit. I usually talk about production, not talking yeah. bad about production, but when I talk about production, they make me cut it out afterwards. Cause we talked to, yeah. uh, we talked I mean, now. I feel like every Bravo show is leaning a bit more into like, yeah, we're all smart. We know this is a reality show and that this isn't like some secret camera thing, you know? Well, me and Lindsay did talk about production for like five or seven minutes on the podcast she was on. And I had to cut the whole thing and we didn't say anything bad about production, but you know, I would love to talk more about production and make that part of the reality show, but um, we will find out next week. Emily, thank you. You hung in for like two hours and 10 minutes. I think this was yeah. huge for us. We'll be we back for it. another, we'll do another weekend one when we have nothing but time. Um, well, Emily, you can follow her at Emily B Clayton. And I just, I really love this show. I love all aspects of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mad at Hannah, but I am willing to forgive. <laughs> and she makes for good TV, if nothing else. She does. So. I'm not going to say she doesn't. She made a great season. Yeah. I, you know, but um, thank you, Emily. Thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys on Monday. Bye. Say bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks, <Brian. laughs> Betches.